1: All right, folks, the Celtics go up 2-0 against the Brooklyn Nets, 114-107. And I got to say, it's still hard hat season, Sherrod. Sherrod Blakely live from the TD Garden today, or tonight, I should say. Um, Just another unbelievable fourth quarter for performance from the Celtics. Um, They outscored the Nets, uh, what was it, like 29-17 in the fourth quarter. Um, This team takes it up to another level in the second half, in the fourth quarter especially, sucked the life out of this Nets team. Kevin Durant, I think, called an Uber with a couple minutes left in the fourth. He had <laughs> wanted nothing to do with the end of this game. um, Sherrod, um just you know, take me through um, you know what it was like there uh, in that fourth quarter and you know, second half, I guess specifically.
2: This, this was a great, tremendous crowd. I, I was talking to a friend of mine with, with, with uh, TNT, and he talked about how just this really felt like an NBA finals, conference finals type atmosphere. Uh when Ooh. you there's so many different moments in the game where the crowd was just electric. Uh unlike with anything we've seen this season, uh Pritchard hitting that big three ball that put him up two in the fourth was one of those moments. Grant Williams had a couple of those type of moments as well. This was again this this was the Celtics doing what the Celtics have been doing all season. Just grinding it out, giving themselves a chance to win and ultimately down the fourth in the fourth, getting someone to step up and take charge. Often it's Jason Tatum. Tonight I thought it was Jalen Brown. Uh, Peyton Pritchard, as I mentioned earlier, hit some really big shots, made big plays. But at the end of the day, uh, this is kind of what Jimmy, what I told you from the beginning. I mean, the Celtics—they're just a better team. I mean, I, I, I don't know how—I don't know how to other, put it than just they, from top to bottom, are the better team.
1: Uh, yeah, I would agree with you there, and I think Sherrod, there, there might be some video issues. I don't. Okay, it's just going to be okay. Sherrod, try to figure out your video over there. Um, if you can maybe maybe jump out and jump back in i will hold it down here for a minute um solo okay it's good um it says it's good so i think you're good now um you sure i I'll, I'll give you some credit you and bobby specifically um weren't exactly as high on the nets as or sorry you weren't yeah you weren't as high on no the you're right john and john were um and john's not here tonight um he had a um previously scheduled event Um, It just so happens to be 420. I don't know if there's a connection there, but John cannot be on the show tonight. He will be back Saturday. But um, if he was here, I would think you would have to admit that what you just said, Shrudge, the Celtics looked like the better team, certainly through four quarters. Now, the Nets did the Nets thing uh, in the first half. But what I said, and I think a lot of people said, is Celtics were only only down 10 points at halftime. That was with just seven points from Tatum, seven points from Brown. It felt like the Nets didn't do nearly enough to you know, sort of – break away from the Celtics. Every time they would go up about 13, they'd let the Celtics claw back in. Second half comes around. Celtics cut the deficit in half, going into the fourth quarter down five. And then I just thought they outworked the nets. I really thought they were getting to the loose balls, the the, the turnovers, the defense on Kevin Durant. I know we'll talk about it um, throughout this show, especially when Bobby and Joe get here. Um, But man, they just made him look miserable out there. This, This is a guy that looks miserable more often than not, but man, he just looked extra miserable out there on the court. Felt like he had to work and work and work for everything. Uh, poor shooting performance. Missed a lot of shots, outside shots, um, and just they—they they were just so physical with him. And I think that I think that's the key—is the physicality from the Celtics, the, the tenacity on the defensive end. It's been their identity um, since they really started to turn the season around, and it's really, really apparent in this series. You have one team that has bought into um, defense and has bought into what their coach is preaching, and you have another team. That, to be quite honest, Steve Nash, I don't know, I don't know what he's doing out there. He's not. He's, he's certainly not tapped into this team to the point where they're playing inspiring basketball, and that's that's to be said all season on the defensive end. But tonight, they just looked flat in that second half, especially.
2: Well, in the second half, I would agree with you, Jimmy. I mean, they they definitely looked like the Brooklyn Nets that we've been basically crapping on for the longest time, no question. But the first half, I I, I give Steve Nash credit. He made some adjustments, particularly on how they defended Jason Tatum, that I thought was really huge for them to, frankly, be in control of this game in the first half. But when you watch the way this game was playing out, it felt as though Brooklyn should have been up by, like, 15 or 20 points for most of the half. I mean, they were getting all the 50-50 balls. They were shooting, you know, mid to high 50s, low 60s for a large chunk of the first half. And yet the Celtics were easily, with a two-, three-minute spurt away from – evening the game up or, or even taking it over. And so the Celtics only being down by 10 in the first half, good feeling for them because they knew they were going to play better. It's just a matter could their defense step it up and get the stops that we're accustomed to seeing them getting. And they did just that. Um, I, I thought we, there, were so, there were so many moments that were just clearly the Celtics basically instilling their will on Brooklyn. Yeah, and Brooklyn couldn't fight it. Brooklyn, I mean, they, they snatched Brooklyn's soul uh, again. Uh, Again. game one, they snatched the victory. This game they snatched the soul. Wouldn't it matter? So
1: <laughs> Soul Snatchers. And you know what? Talking about game one, um, the difference between Kyrie Irving in game one and game two, especially in that fourth quarter. I mean, he looked borderline invisible in that fourth quarter. I, I mean, I, I I can't remember a single thing really that he did out there. And it was what did you notice from Kyrie tonight? Was he was he as um um, engaged out there in the court was he as distracted it almost feels like he needs to be more distracted by the fans <laughs> um, you know you didn't see anything back and forth between the fans or anything but it's just it's effect. I mean 10 points on the game for Kyrie and, and really just not much of, of anything um, no help certainly to, to Durant in that fourth quarter
2: I'm just gonna say it right now if you're trying to figure out what the hell happened to Kyrie I'm gonna just give it to you in two words Marcus Smart. There it is. I mean, Marcus, I mean, when, when, and when the points that Kyrie scored, they came on broken plays where Kyrie was matched up against either Tice or another defender, or he was wide open and he made those shots. But when he was being guarded by Smart, he. Could not get anything. I mean, to me, this was Marcus Smart's Defensive Player of the Year acceptance speech tonight. I'm going to go out there, and I'm not only going to play well. I'm going to put the clamps on one of the best scores in the game. Mm -hmm. Marcus Smart has had some great defensive games uh, throughout his career, but I don't know if he's had a better one in a meaningful game against a top-shelf player as good as Kyrie Irving. I mean, this was just this was as good as I've seen Marcus Smart defend any top shelf elite yep. player, uh, and and again Marcus Smart, all he simply did was kept Kyrie in front of him, and he didn't get a lot of help when he was defending Kyrie. Which I think for Brooklyn that's a problem because if he's if you can put one guy on Kyrie and no one and doesn't really need much help, that means you're not going to get those opportunities to take advantage of, of a defense that you're expecting to take advantage of when you have a guy like Kyrie. And Kevin Durant, I don't know what the hell is going on with him. Uh, I mean, he was 9-24 games. Tatum, right? <laughs> Tatum has done a good job with him, and they, they've thrown a lot of different bodies at him, but I, Kevin just doesn't look right. Uh, it's physical, I think, yeah. I think it's physical and I think it's starting to become mental. I mean, he had a moment in the game where they were clearly in need of a bucket and he literally just lost the damn ball out of bounds. Uh, shout out yeah. to the Celtics fan base. Cause I mean, they got ridiculously loud in that moment and it just seemed like Kevin just, he just, he just blanked out. Uh, so, so, I'm not sure. What, I mean, we don't know whether him being back in Brooklyn is going to bring about a different Kevin Durant or a Kevin Durant that we're accustomed to seeing. But he has just been out of sorts. And, and I think part of it is certainly the Celtics defense. But I, I think it, part of it is also just Kevin is just not playing well. Uh, and I'm yeah, not sure whether again. Yeah. Well, the turnovers, the the poor shot selection, uh, the missed shots, the fact that he's not getting a lot of space, he's picking up lots of fouls. I mean, he just looks like a very uh, slightly above average player, which for most people is a compliment. For Kevin, it's, it's a diss because he's a phenomenal player. Uh, and that we're not seeing that in this series. Not he's even
1: Phenomenal, first. Yeah, I mean, he, he's he's going to go down as, you know, an all, all-time great player regardless of yeah. where you rank him. I mean, he, that's how talented he is. Um, But when you're playing on a Nets team, you need to play like an all-time great player because they're just not a deep team. Now they did get some help tonight from Bruce Brown, who had a nice bounce back game after game one. But when you get Mm -hmm. 10 points from Kyrie, you're going to need 40 from KD. Um, That's just the way it's – realistically, you need more than that. But um, it just wasn't a – it was a game where it just felt like – like you said, Sherrod, they kind of stole their souls there in that second half. And it looked like Durant was just frustrated – Ready to just call it a game and, and get back to Brooklyn and 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 you know that's what we have we have we have a we have a two zero series Celtic lead um, going back to Brooklyn another couple of couple of uh, days off here um, I believe it's a, it's a Saturday game I'm not sure what yep. time in top of my head is it a night game or is it a, I, I believe it is that. okay so you get a nice Saturday night in Brooklyn um, the the you know the Brook, the Brooklyn fans if 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 there are any real Brooklyn fans um, should be as loud as they've ever been for this one, I mean, they're going to need to be. My question to you, Sean, I know we'll get into it later, as well, and I already know Bobby's opinion on this, but is 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 it still a series? You know, as I firmly yes. believe, it, you've got to win a road game. You got to win on the road before you call it before you call it a series. And, and this, until this yeah, the summer, I mean that I'm not ready to say that you know it's a done deal by any stretch. No, it's
2: it's it's definitely a series. There's no doubt about it. But you you've seen Brooklyn deliver. I think really two. Good punches at the Celtics in games one and two, yeah. and they have nothing to show but two L's for it. I, you know, game one, I, I thought they their game plan for the most part was was near flawless. Uh, Kyrie Irving led the way. Kevin Durant was kind of more of a almost like a um, you know um, out there but not really putting mm-hmm. his imprint. And yet they were in, they had their chances to win the game and couldn't get it done. This game. Kevin Durant was trying to establish himself. Kyrie was trying to establish himself. But Bruce Brown was the the beneficiary of a lot of the attention those two guys got. But once the game settled down a little bit, and then you had to go through KD, you had to go through Kyrie, the Celtics weren't having it. Uh, Like like I said, Marcus Smart, I think this is maybe the best defensive game he's had all season. Uh, When you look at just his impact defensively, the, the fact that Kyrie had just 10 points, and I think he may have had two, maybe four. Against Marcus, if that, uh, that's, you don't. when you look at Kyrie's body of work, you're that's, not going to see resume. through the games that's like this. That's
1: a resume this. thing. Where you put that at the top yeah. of the resume on a, on, a, on a game like this, you know, a, a playoff game, prime time, up against two of the most talented offensive players in the league for quite some time now. Marcus Marwin's Defensive Player of the, War, uh, of the Year award, and that's when you start to hear a lot of people say, really? Like, where did that come from? You know, what? since when was he in the running? You know, does he really deserve it? Why wasn't it Gobert? Why wasn't it this guy or this this so and so was screwed? Marcus Smart hears that. We know he uh, you know, we know he's uh keen to, to what's being said about him. Um, and I, I'm not saying that. He, first of all, Marcus Smart doesn't. I don't think he needs to prove to anybody um, that he is a Defensive Player of the Year. I think that his his highlight reels, his stats, his 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 style of play, heart, whatever you want to call it, I think that all speaks for itself. And I think that enough people have have recognized it this season. And he's earned the award, rightfully so. But you wouldn't be Marcus Smart if you didn't go out there and play with a little bit of a chip on his shoulder and say, "Oh, oh, really? You still don't? You still don't think so, huh?" Okay. Well, how, how's this look? How, how's, how's this? Uh, you know, what, what do you think now? What do you think after we go out there and I shut down Kyrie Irving or, and and we we make it extremely um, miserable for Kevin Durant? You know. So um, I think it's just another uh, feather in the cap, I guess, for Marcus Smart's season. Um, don't forget it. it there was a lot of people, me included. I'll say it. I was a little skeptical about the contract extension at the time. I didn't know if that was the the greatest um, deal. Um, but now I, I can't imagine there's anybody out there that would even think twice uh, to, re-sign that contract, to re-sign Marcus Smart for the money that he's making and for what he gives this team. Ime you know, mentioned at the beginning of the season, he talked about the pillars of the team, he talked about Tatum and Brown, and he was asked about Marcus Smart, and he said Marcus Smart was as well. And I don't, I don't think that's wrong at this point. I think Marcus Smart is, is while he's not going to give you 40 off the, you know, forty points, he's, what he gives you on the defensive end and what he does provide you offensively and how he does get the offense in gear and, and how he is thinking more like a point guard kind of does make him a pillar of this team.
2: Well, Jimmy, if you think about it like this, Kyrie Irving gets 10 points, and this is a guy that is a consistent 25 and nor for that score. So you chop fifteen points off of, of what he normally yep. gives, and you score twelve points. That's twenty-seven points. Uh, you and, and that—that's all-star. That's top-shelf talent. Yeah, impact. And, and, and the thing about Marcus that I, I, I think that often gets overlooked is that he feeds off of negativity. He feeds oh, off yeah. of haters. He—he. He, I mean, you don't have to really d- go too deep and in, in, in deep to kind of get him fired up he knows that there were people who thought that he was a he deserved the defensive player of the year even though you know night in night out he's locking kids up there was a different kind of energy a different kind of focus a different kind of edge with him in this game and certainly what was at stake having a 2-0 series lead the the guy that you match up would get matched up against Kyrie Irving someone that you know very well um Pride kicked in. I mean, pride and purpose. Marcus played with both of those at a high level. And that's what you need if you're trying to win a championship, if you're trying to be one of the last teams standing. You're going to need games like this where your best player at that end of the floor gets it done. And I don't know how much further we're going to get into, but at some point we got to talk about Pritchard and Grant Williams. Um, Grant Williams who did, not, he did not miss a damn shot all game. Absolutely. All game. And he and he made some big ones. I mean, in the first half, it looked like the Celtics were just, like, maybe one or two possessions away from just getting blown out the water. And then you've got Grant knocking down big shots, keeping them within striking distance. Uh, he was so big in this game, so big.
1: Yeah, I would agree. Grant, Pritchard, and I know we, we definitely need to get into Jalen Brown as well because I thought he had an um, up-and-down start to the game. But, man, he, same with game one, man. He, he comes alive in that fourth quarter. He sets the tone, he kind of paces the team and he gets them into that aggressive, um, sort of like punchers mentality. I feel like Jalen Brown, they kind of take on a little bit of his identity here the last two games, especially in that fourth quarter. And his toughness, I think, leads the way. And and guys like Grant and Pritchard, you know, with the massive three pointer there, just kind of like balls of steel, takes that three, they're down, or it was either a long two or a three, but it put him up two. Um yeah. I think it must have been a long two then, but um, Either way, I mean, it was a, you know, nice little move by Pritchard um, gets the Celtics to lead and they're just playing with the swagger. And I feel like Jalen Brown right now, and really even going into the playoffs for the last month or so has really found his groove. And yeah, he had a, um, you know, a couple of turnovers, you know, ball handling, the you know, things that we've seen from time to time, but um, mm-hmm. nine of 18 from the field, 22 points, a couple big threes. And I, again, it's, it's the mentality. I think that this team is playing with right now and they're, you know, talk about physicality, but how about the mental toughness of the Celtics team? And I think Jalen Brown yeah. is a big part of that.
2: Yeah, I mean, th- definitely the, the fact that they get down big and they're looking at the scoreboard. and like, well, we just got to come back and beat these guys. Uh, you don't see any panic. You don't see any uh, nervous nelliness about them. They just get the job done when it mm-hmm. needs to be done. And it's not one guy, it's not two guys it really has been kind of a collective cohort uh that gets it done whether it's Pritchard with a big three uh Grant Williams knocking down shots Al Horford uh mm-hmm. you know hit you know hitting that you know back to the future button and playing like Al Horford for five years ago
1: mm-hmm.
2: uh you start that's looking story at all the, for, it,
1: for itself is Al Horford man. right
2: and that's and and, and to me it's, it's it's sad because I mean as as good as Al was there's so many other stories from this particular game totally that I know. You, that are, that are bigger deals. I mean, Pritchard, again, That's didn't play a yeah. ton of minutes, but, man, he was so impactful in, in, in when he was out there. Same thing with Grant. Uh, and, and even though Derek White didn't have a great game, Derek White did some good things out there as well. So that, to me, is what makes this team so scary. This was a game where no one really played a great game for the Celtics, but they had a lot of guys that played really good. And if you're going to beat a team like the Brooklyn Nets who, again – I, I mean, I've, I've made no secret about it. I'm not a big fan of their team. I just don't think they're that good. Right. Um, you're going to have to be challenged. Just because I don't think they're that good doesn't mean I think they're a horrible team. You're going to have to play well to beat them because they have two assists uh, in their lineup with Durant. You can go off for 30, 35 points any given night. And as we've seen, Bruce... Brown is a guy that if you're not careful, he can have a big game. Uh, Goran Dragic is continuing to kill the Celtics because he always kills the Celtics no matter where he goes. Oh, um, yeah. They did a much better job on Nick Claxton, I thought, in this game because Nick, I thought, got, got a little loose last game, not so much in this one. Uh, and, and, again, they, you look at the numbers. I mean, Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant combined, eight for 30 shooting. Um, that's just not going to get it done. No. Not going to get it done.
1: So I, I wanna I want to go back to Pritchard just for a moment because you you mm-hmm. brought him up and I, I think he deserves his flowers. I mean, this is a guy we've oh, talked yeah. about him at, at points, you know, this season, obviously, and, and we, we we knew that he had to have some sort of contribution on this team because mm-hmm. they got rid of Schroeder. You know, Schroeder was the guy that came on, and, and when he did come into the season, I think everyone knew that that was gonna be Pritchard minutes. And credit right. to Pritchard, man. He he didn't make a stink about it. He Kept working at it, and when his opportunity came, he rose to the occasion. And now he's getting serious um, playing time here in the in the in the in the playoffs. His second year in the league, and hitting big shots. And it was a long two. He didn't hit a three tonight, but um, his ability to his ability to you know he's a great little ball handler. Shake can shake opponents, create space for his shot. He's obviously not the biggest guy on the court, so he needs to find ways to create space, and he does it. And he has balls of steel out there. Like he'll take a shot from any point on that court. And you kind of have to honor it. You have to defend it because he's shown his range. And if you can have that range off the bench, um, that's pretty, pretty invaluable, you know, at stretches during games. And so him talked about Grant Williams and Grant Williams doing it on the defensive end too. You know, when he gets, when he gets put on Durant, I mean, he had a, a nice steal on, on Durant um, in that second half there, when Durant turned it over, you know, right out of bounds. And another example of, I think frustrating Durant because he sees Grant, you know, playing up on him, playing in his face, you know, same with Derek white playing up in his face. And, you know, when he's off ball, they're, they're throwing screens his way and making him run through everything. And um, I just think that, you know, whether it's Pritchard, whether it's grant, you know, this bench unit, which isn't deep, we knew that going in, this wasn't a deep Mm -hmm. bend, but when it comes to the Nets, you know, they might be even they might be even shallower. So
0: our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, including updated odds on the playoffs, fights, and even the next season futures. And don't forget that baseball is back and the start of the Major League Baseball season is finally here. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting in your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It's super easy to get started, so head to the website today or use your mobile device to join and use our promo code CLNS50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts
1: um I think that you know that bench unit has really stepped up here um and one 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 person I should say we haven't mentioned a whole lot yet is Ime Udoka um I thought this was a a great another great coaching performance from Ime. um you know he obviously had his had his guy's ears at halftime because I thought Mm -hmm. they came out with just a different brand of basketball not to say that they played uninspiring in the first half but Mm-hmm. You know, it felt like they were kind of falling back into some of the old traps, you know, brick and threes, a um, little carelessness, um, you know, certainly were, wasn't extremely strong in the defensive end, even though Durant and Kyrie weren't doing the work. I mean, you had Bruce Brown score the first nine straight uh, of the mm-hmm. game. Um, you had players contributing, you know, Dragic again that, you know, was, was doing his thing. It was a game high, I think, at halftime, which just shouldn't happen at, at any game in his career <laughs> moving forward. Um, right. But they came out. Something something flipped a switch, you know, for them in that second half. And and I think Ime again, it, it, he's, a, he's a real focal point of this team's success the second half of this season.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the one thing that he's doing, I think, a pretty consistent job with is he's figuring out which buttons to push to get guys to step their effort game up. Because I, I, when I watched him play in the second half, I don't think that they're necessarily – doing these plays uh, that are all that amazingly awesome to see. I think a lot of it is just effort. And I think he has been able to instill that as um, a non-negotiable when you get in the fourth quarter and you get in the, in, the, in close games, it is you're not going to play if you're not giving great effort. Uh, that's why you're seeing guys like Peyton Pritchard out there doing what he does well, which is knocking down shots. Uh, Grant Williams being able to be, you know, one of the more versatile bigs able to switch defensively. And when you're open, make a shot. Uh, that's yeah. the thing that Grant, I mean, what Grant did in this game uh, was so simple yet doesn't happen enough or doesn't happen necessarily as much as he would like, and the Celtics would like. And that is, make teams pay when they give too much attention to Jalen. They give too much attention to you know Jason, and and, and they're they're basically daring you to make a shot. Uh, and he made them pay. Uh, this was again, this was a really, really, really good team win. And to get a win like this on a night when your best player, Jason Tatum, has a horrible night shooting the ball. Uh, I think he missed his first six shots. And, you know, he's, he started – he had a couple of moments where he did the, you know, well, I'm not getting that call. I, and I, I I hate when he does that. I absolutely hate it. But yeah. <laughs> he didn't allow his poor shooting to take away from making an impact. And that, to me, is the difference between Jason Tatum now versus Jason Tatum two, three years ago. If he wasn't making shots, he was useless. Uh, he wasn't going to give you anything. His defense would, would be average. But as those shots continued to fall, his defense tended to also – kind of setback but great defense I thought for most part tonight Uh, shot wasn't falling but he was finding guys dropping dimes he was doing the things that your best player is supposed to do when the one thing that they're supposed to be great at isn't working Uh, Jason has built up a significant number of countermeasures that he can implement on those nights when he's not knocking down shots and that that's how you make that transition from being a really good player to a top 10 player, to being a top five player. And he's trending in that direction.
1: Yeah. I I co-sign with that. I mean, like, like you said, a little bit of a slow start to this game offensively, but when you're, when you're being tasked with also guarding Kevin Durant, you know, that's, that's a tiring assignment, you know, and, and, you know, no no excuse, but I'm sure that, you know, Ime and the rest of the team will take, um, you know, a couple of those misses if it means, you know, clamping down on Durant and, and, making Durant miss, you know, twice as much or whatever on the opposite side. So you, t- you got to take the good with the bad there. Um, I also, I'll also say this, say this about Tatum. Closed out this first half um, pretty great, you know, with the, uh, you know, the fast break dunk, and then he had the three-pointer there. And then the big boy shot, the kiss of death, the dagger, whatever word you want to use, that three-pointer there, That kind of put them at just far out of reach where I think the garden must have been rocking after that shot. But, those shots or, or that specific shot right there, that's a, that, that's a big boy shot. That's like, you know, when you, that's the type of shot that you take when you're taking the leap. And I feel like this season, especially in the second half, and, you know, and let's, see how, let's see how far they go here in the playoffs, to me he's at that point where he's taking that leap. And this is just another example, another, another highlight shot to put in this reel of, of a situation where you needed your superstar or your future superstar to be a superstar. And that, that right there to me was, that was, you know, that's got to be up at or near the top of the list is that shot that he hit there in that late in that fourth.
2: Yeah. I mean, he, you know, Tatum, and we've seen him just as he's kind of grown as a player, he's also grown in being comfortable in those moments and not in delivery. And that's really what it ultimately comes down to. I mean, yeah. So, I mean, Tatum, this was, again, this was not a great game for Tatum, but when the game absolutely mattered most, he showed up. He made the plays that he needed to make. He knocked down the shots that had to be knocked down. And flip side of that, defensively, I mean, he spent a lot of time on Durant. Uh, and, you know, he did a good – he did as good a job as, as, as anyone on Durant. And, and, again, the Celtics, they continue to make Kevin Durant look mortal. Uh, Kevin Durant, for most of his career, has just played at this otherworldly level. Uh, we've, ne- we've never seen a guy – that tall who could score at all levels. And, and Dirk Nowinski comes to mind as a seven-footer who could do that, but he couldn't score the way KD can. Uh, and Dirk is great. Hall of Famer, loved her. One of my favorite players when he played. But Kevin Durant is better. And, and so to limit a guy like that.
1: Breaks the good comparison.
2: Unbul- and back-to-back games. I mean, this, this it wasn't as if this was like a one-off. I mean, Kevin Durant was as bad or worse in game two as he was in game one. And right. again because he's so good, you know, the bar is set so high that, you know, a, a pretty good game for most guys is a is a horrible game for Kevin Durant. I mean, you score 27 points, you score 20. I mean, he's averaging, you know, base 25 points a game and we're talking about him as if he's he's not good. He's right. great. But that's what happens when you're great. Your level of expectations is great and he's just not he just hasn't met that yet.
1: No, yeah, he hasn't met that. I mean, 4 for 17 from the field. I don't even think Kevin, I mean, Kevin Durant would be the first one to tell you that he was was off today, and if yeah. not for some, you know, wh- maybe some whistle happy refereeing tonight, I mean, uh, yeah, he got pretty damn slow at points with some of those off the ball fouls too. Um, I think he's he, he may even have you know less points to his name tonight. Uh,
2: yeah, so. there was some, there was some, yeah, there were some questionable calls, and, and questionable from the standpoint of you were calling those calls at one point and then you stopped calling them. At another, and yeah, and, and and you know, Durant, and again, I mean, he he shot really bad from the field, but he spent a shitload of time at the free throw line. Um, I mean, he just lived throws at the line, 20. yeah, throw day. I mean, that there are teams that don't get that many free throw okay. attempts, uh, and, level know, and, and then he, right, right, right. And, and so again, he definitely benefited from that. But the Celtics, I give him a lot of credit, they were more than willing to keep him on the line than yeah. to let him see shots, twos and threes go down. Uh, so this, this again, Kevin Durant, uh, still one of the greatest players to ever play the game, but he has not been very good in this series at all, at all.
1: No, so Celtics go up 2-0, 107 win. We're here with Sherrod Blakely. I'm Jimmy Toscano. Um, this is CLNS. If we have some new viewers tonight, hopefully we do. Uh, we do this show after every game. We haven't missed a game collectively uh, since the bubble. Um, it might be, it might be two of us. It might be five of us. It might be any combination of me, Sharad. We have Bobby Manning at the TD Garden tonight. We also have Joe Sway, Pavone at the TD Garden tonight. Both of those guys will be joining us momentarily here. They're they're doing their thing in the uh, in the press rooms or or uh, in the in, you know whatever access that they're able to get. They're doing that right now. John Zanis can't be with us tonight, but he will be back Saturday. Um, so we should probably we'll probably have a full a full squad Saturday, I would imagine, Sherod. Um, so it, it's yeah, always, it's always good to have the crew together. Are you going to Brooklyn, Sherrod?
2: I will be heading to Brooklyn this weekend. Yes, I will.
1: Ro will be there. And I think Bobby and Joe Sway are, are going there as well. So um, we are traveling folks.'ve we've, we've got um, some pretty solid access and hopefully some some more fun games coming up. So just a little reset there for you guys. Um, well, I know a lot of you are anticipating uh, Bobby and Josue joining us, so they will be here at some point. Um, but Gerard, how about how about the um, the mood tonight? The mood tonight in the arena. I mean, it's this 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 has been a season, and you were there at the beginning of the season, and it got ugly. There were some boos raining down on this team. There was a lot of non-believers, not just in the arena, but mm-hmm. all over the city on this show. A lot of people in the chat. Um, somebody in here wow. specifically wearing a hard hat was a non-believer for for a bit rightfully so. What's the what's well, the, how far, how, you know based on what we've seen what we're seeing here realistically you know how have the expectations changed for this team? Well, you
2: know, the, I mean has, the, the, the Yeah, I mean the expectations that they've done a 180. I mean no longer they've gone from being a team that man if only they can make the play in game to now where it's like man if they don't get to the NBA finals what the hell is wrong with them? Uh, yeah. This team has exceeded any and all expectations at the beginning of the season, and they've done it the way you're supposed to. Uh, their head coach had a a plan, a way that they needed to play, and their I think their most in, their most important player is Marcus Smart, who bought into that. And then Marcus had to eventually convince Jalen and Jason and the other guys to buy into playing a little bit different, playing with a little bit more of a defensive edge. Uh, and, and that's not to, you know, no shade or, or knock against Brad because Brad's defenses were among the top ten uh, for most of his time as head coach. So it wasn't like they, were, they weren't playing defense. But what they're doing now is on a completely different level. And, again, you got to give Eme credit. Uh, the biggest, I, to me, the game changer for this team – was making Rob more of a free safety-like defender uh, and not have him just, you know, attached at the hip with bigs. When they made that decision, everything changed defensively because it it gave all their really good defenders cover if they have some slippage. Um, right. I, I think back to when they were out in Golden State and, and the play that this play is like it's it's just kind of like scorched into my, my brain. I, I'll never forget it. Derek White was defending. I think it was like Jordan Poole and he got beat off the dribble and Jordan is going in for a layup. And Rob was outside the paint on the opposite side of the court. <laughs> and he gets there in time blocks. Not only does he block the shot. He blocks it off the backboard and it lands in the hands of Derek White, who just got beat. Now, how the hell does, good does that feel when you get your ass beat defensively? And not only do you not give up a layup, but you get the ball back so you can start <laughs> the break. Um, that's that's, how, that's how. Yeah, I mean, that's how good Rob has been defensively. And, and again, the cool thing about the Celtics is that uh, they don't get beat a lot off the dribble. I mean, that's one of the reasons why Marcus Smart is Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, because that crew the perimeter defenders they don't get beat that much and and you know we, we've talked in the past about peyton pritchard uh and the one thing I will say about him that is pretty damn obvious is he competes he's not the yeah. biggest guy he's not the strongest guy he's not locking anybody up defensively but you're not going to punk him out there you're you don't see guys posting awesome. him up yeah exactly and and guys may be able to shoot over him but even when they shoot over him Those are contested shots and you can live with those. And Mm -hmm. so they have really figured out how to impact the game on several levels. But everything for them, again, it starts with their defense. If if they ever veer away from having their defense lead the way, that's when they get in trouble. Uh, As long as they keep their focus on making sure they're handling their business at that end Mm -hmm. of the floor,
1: that's going to open things up at the other end. I got a good question for you, if I do say so myself.
2: Of course you do, Mr. Hardhat. I'm just going to call you homeschool hard hat.
1: So for anyone who came in late, the hard hat this is the playoff hard hat. This comes on when the team goes to work. And in the playoffs, you got to go to work, put the hard hat on, grab the lunch pail, get in the steel toe boots, and just go to work. And tonight the Celtics deserved the hard hat treatment. They, they, they played a hard hat type of game, especially in that fourth quarter. So that's why the hard hat's on. You'll see it after every playoff win. Now, Sherrod, for the good question. You covered – the NBA champion, Detroit Pistons. You covered the NBA champion, mm-hmm. Boston Celtics. Do you see any similarities with this team and those two teams in terms of the ability to perhaps maybe call themselves a champion or at least put themselves in the game, in the, in the series? Basically, what I'm saying is, does this team have the DNA based on, you know, you've covered this team all season. You know, how do you compare it to those teams that you covered?
2: I think there's somewhere in between those two teams. I would, say, and if I had to lean them one way or the other, I'd say they're probably closer to being Detroit-like uh, because Detroit had a shortened rotation too, uh, and their rotation was primarily built around defense. I mean, they had defensive player of year just like the Celtics do with Ben Wallace. They got Celtics had Marcus Smart. Uh, you had guys who could score the ball in Detroit, guys like Chauncey Billups and Rip Hamilton. You've got Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum. You had wings who were more defensive-oriented and were just kind of kind of quasi-role players, uh, Mm -hmm. like a Derek White. They had Tayshaun Prince. Uh, And to me, you know, one of the things that I I find interesting is that you had a head coach who had total buy-in by his players. Uh, Larry Brown got that from the guys in Detroit. e is getting that from the guys here. And that's what you have to have in order to compete for a championship. Uh, It's not about who has the best team. It's who has the best buy-in of what works, uh, who understands what their role is and takes pride in that role night in, night out. Uh, Marcus Smart, it's taken him a little bit of time to to get to the point where he's more than just an elite defender. Uh, he's been wanting to run the team forever, but when you start looking at the guys he's played with, guys like Isaiah Thomas, guys like Kyrie Irving, Gordon Hayward, um, you know. He, it's clear why you didn't have him in that role, because those guys were better in that role. And Marcus was better defender, better off the ball. So you, you understand that and you get that. But this team, the South, they're, they're kind of scary because they've played two games where there's clear and undeniable areas of growth where they can get better. And they found ways to win both of those games, and they withstood. They have been able to withstand, you know, the offensive onslaught of two of the most lethal scorers in the game. Uh, Doc Rivers, when he was here, he used to talk about certain players are professional scorers, and mm-hmm. Kyrie Irving, professional scorer, Kevin Durant, absolute professional scorer. And yet, the Celtics have made them look very mortal. They've made them look very, very mortal. And that's something I, I did not expect to see that in the series. That's been my biggest shock so far. Not that the Celtics are up to zip. I expected that, but the fact that Kevin and Kyrie have looked incredibly slightly above average because they're not. There's so I mean, Kyrie, much more than that.
1: Kyrie in that in that fourth quarter in Game One, he looked he looked immortal for a stretch there. But you're right to your to your point. You know, as as a duo, you know they've they've definitely yeah. made them look like non superheroes. So um You got to give him credit for that, and and I and I I can definitely see the Pistons comparisons. Uh, I think the Pistons, and you'll probably agree, were probably this isn't a shot at the Celtics, but I think the Pistons were probably just overall tougher because they were just a really hard as hell, tough as hell team. Like
2: they were tougher, oh, better you know, it, veterans and stuff, right? Right. The flip side to that is that they may have been, I think, just a little bit more physically tougher, in part because the game allowed you to be that way. Uh, And so they benefited from that. But the other but the other thing, too, is that the Celtics are just so much better offensively than that Detroit team was. I mean, that Detroit team struggled lots of nights to generate points. And you look at the Celtics. I mean, they should be giving you one hundred and ten hundred and fifteen points pretty much every night. Uh, They've got that type of potent offense uh even when guys their core guys aren't having great games uh they still should be able to to get some buckets so
1: um i just mentioned veterans we cannot go 38 minutes without mentioning and talking about al horford so we got to give him his prop man man last year al horford was treated like theo ratliff's contract man i mean that dude wow out of the league practically and, and okay. I did
2: not expect a Theo Ratliff reference. What not I mean, well done, Jimmy.
1: That that's literally how I thought I you're heard.
2: gonna say I thought you're gonna say Tony Batee or something.
1: No nah, man, T- Tony, Tony at least got on the court. I mean damn they were they right. weren't even they were like yo yeah we'll, we'll we'll see you we'll see you never man. You know thanks for uh thanks for matching contracts but but right. man and and Brad Stevens deserves credit for, for pulling the trigger on that one. I mean it feels like it was a no brainer but it exceeded, it had to have exceeded everybody's expectations for what Al Warford could be contributing to this team. I mean, this guy is, he's a, you know, he's a mainstay in the starting lineup. What he does for you on the defensive end is unbelievable. And he's still putting up, putting in work on the offensive end. 16 points tonight, three for six from three. The guy who entered the league was not a three-point shooter. He adapted to the league over the years, mm-hmm. stretched out his game, and he's turned it into you know uh you know massive contract towards the end of his career that other otherwise wouldn't have gotten if he didn't create that outside shot I mean you got to give him all the credit in the world he's the he is the um you know stable force I would say for this team you know he's not he's not ever gonna be the wildest guy on the court he's gonna just be the consistent you know presence um and I think we're seeing that through two games
2: Yeah, and he's benefited from a few things. I mean, first of all, I mean they were very uh, diligent in in monitoring his health throughout the season, so that he could be as fresh as possible for the playoffs. So there's that he has that going for him. The scheduling guys have done him a major solid because again they had that nice window of of days off leading up to the playoffs, and he was dealing with some you know I think he had like a sore back or something like that. So that extra time helped him. And once we started playing games, think Mm -hmm. about this three days between games one and two, nobody benefits more than that than Al. Three days between next games two and three, nobody's going to benefit more than that than Al. And and so that gives you the opportunity to have your veteran player be as fresh as possible for games that you absolutely feel you have to find a way to win at a minimum compete. In. So Al is such an important part of what they're trying to do uh, going forward. And Give him credit, man. I mean, he, you know, Al. He's taking a lot of crap.
1: Um, totally. You know, to, oh yeah.
2: You know, here in, in and his, and
1: Philly, and yeah, yeah, man. He's taking it, and and he's he's credit to him, man. He's brushed it all off. You know, a pro's a true pro, and I don't think you'll hear anybody complaining or or, or, or criticizing anything that he's given this team right now. So no, uh, no,
2: yeah, no, and,
1: he is. and yeah, okay. the
2: cool. Th- Right. The cool thing about Al is is that he is self aware enough to know what he can and cannot do at this point in his career. Like you're not going to see Al try to you know track somebody down with a chase down block. Uh, you're not going to see Al try to go ISO with a guy at the top of key and beat him off the dribble. Al what he's going to do. What Al does, he's going to back his ass up, try to get that guy on the block, and <laughs> hit him with a little jump hook or hit him with a little you know fade away doing the things that he knows he could do. And that's part of the beauty of what he's able to contribute now because he's able to do those things at a much higher level, more consistently. And like I said before, he's benefiting from a schedule that's allowing him a little bit more recovery time between games. And that's huge. And that's why for the Celtics, you want to end this series as quick as possible uh, because you've seen what a well-rested Al Horfer looks like. Uh, and at some, you really want to get to the point where you can not only give him rest, but also get your main guy, get your guy Rob back in the mix, uh, and and have some time to just uh, work him back into the mix, and not have to necessarily play games. That's why you you need to end this thing as quick as can as you can. Uh, five six games. Don't this should not be a seven game series.
1: Yeah, I mean if they go in if they go into to Brooklyn on Saturday and take care of business, I mean that's that's going to put the 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 kibosh on it for all intents and purposes. But one thing, Al you know, and and really everyone on the Celtics team and everybody watching at home could benefit from over these next two days, along with some rest, is some calm.com, Sherrod. And, um, you our our favorite sponsor um, on the Garden Report is Calm. And if you guys are watching from home, you know, it's 1040 on on the East Coast right now. Everyone's wired, everyone's fired up. You need to sort of come down from it a little bit. Head on over to calm.com slash garden get 40% off a Calm premium subscription in that app that you'll end up downloading you're going to get music you're going to get meditation you're going to get um, stories you know sleep stories you're going to get soundscapes you want a little rain coming down right you know rain hitting the roof you know maybe you grew up with a little a uh, uh, little rain hitting the roof of your, of your childhood home and you know that takes you back you know like those are the things that calm.com can give you and sort of get you back into that good headspace and when you're talking about the celtics right now they feel like they're in a great headspace i don't i'm not saying that they're that they're using the product but i'm saying that everyone could probably benefit from it so head on over to com.com garden you'll get 40 percent off premium subscription i gotta read a couple of the fine print here so i don't screw anything up but you know everything i just said is is how i truly feel about com i use it i have the app everyone who's watched the show sees me fire up the app and tries to show it to you guys that nobody can actually see Um, (laughs) but we are partnering with calm. They are the number one mental wellness app. Okay. To give you the tools that improve the way you feel reduce stress and anxiety through guided meditations, improve focus with curated music tracks and rest and recharge with Calm's imaginative sleep stories for children as well. Don't forget you got kids at home. You can't get them to sleep. They're up all night. They're screaming their heads off. Toss on calm, toss it on the speaker, a little Bluetooth action maybe they fall right to sleep and you can get some you know get some sleep for yourself. Um, what else here there's even new daily movement sessions. You got to keep it moving. You got to stay active, Sherrod. You're a guy who's been covering the NBA for many many years and I know that you that you stay active in between games cuz you can't just you can't just sit around all day and all night. You know you, you, you don't want to end up you don't want end up glued to the chair. You got to stay active. Come get you in yeah, Do that. So go to calm.com slash garden. You get a special offer, 40% off the premium subscription and new content is added every week. Over 100 million people around the world already use calm to take care of their minds. It's ready to help you stress less, sleep more and live a happier, healthier life. So that is calm.com slash garden. And that is all I have to say about that. So thank you to calm. They're a huge sponsor of ours. And um, guys, if you like our show, if you want to support us? The best way to do so is to um, help us out with some of our sponsors, so that they can uh, keep us coming back and do more shows like this that we enjoy doing. So absolutely, um, and being, don't
2: forget the forty percent discount, Jimmy.
1: Forty percent—it's huge, man. I mean, dude,
2: it is it, huge off the premium subscriptions. That's huge. No,
1: so I think yeah. I mean, it, it's 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 not a cheap little app. You know the, the you know you, you got to pay you got to pay for the good apps out there, folks. Okay, you know the the free apps can only take you so far, and if you can get forty percent off buy you you know buy you a few extra months there and um it's for your own good it's for your health think of how much money you mm-hmm. waste on stupid this is for you so that's that's that on com so thank you to com. thanks for everybody um who's watching it and who is already um subscribed and we have had a good amount of people subscribe because um com's been a good sponsor of ours for a while um that said, Sherrod, what 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 have I what have I you know what do you want to hit on? What have I missed out? Is there something that that I you being at the game that I, I couldn't really pick up on that maybe you know I mean I know you're there three hours early before every game minimum, so you know this could be some things that I that I don't see. And Joe Sway, I just heard from Joe Sway, he's wrapping up the Kyrie Irving com, uh, press conference, so he'll be jumping on momentarily. He'll be able to give us a good. Rundown of, of how that went and um, every anybody else he was able to talk to, uh, but until oh. we get Joe Stray on, maybe Sherrod's got something uh, else on his on his mind. Well, I,
2: I think we, we we glossed over uh, Jalen and I don't think we should. I, I think we we really need to spend right. a little bit of time we, we, talk we, talk with Jalen. about
1: him and, and we got to go back to him for sure. And I know that yeah, when these I... guys come back on, we're going to rehash a lot of it. And I was expecting Jalen to be one of them, but let's get into it now.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I just think that you know Jalen, for the longest time, and it's it's obvious. I mean, he he's viewed as like the other good player on his team, and he's still learning and growing how to to figure out when to take over, when to be in command, when to be that alpha. And this was a game where it's it was obvious. I mean, Tatum just just didn't have it. Uh, could not make shots. And Tatum, I give him a lot of credit for recognizing that in himself. There were a couple of times where he could have forced the action, but he kicked it out to a teammate. Uh, And and there are a couple of times where that teammate was Jalen Brown, who more than rose to the occasion. He had that that little stretch where he had like five straight points. That was huge. Uh, That came shortly after Peyton Pritchard kind of gave them the lead with, with his long two. That is what they're going to need going forward. I mean, Jalen Brown has become such a force for this team uh, that when he's playing right, this team becomes extremely difficult to beat. And I thought he he had a really good game at both ends of the floor, was very impactful, uh, made big, just big shot after big shot in the fourth quarter when they needed it. And that, if you're Brooklyn, is a problem because you had a great game plan on how to to just minimize – you know, Tatum, but you let Brown kind of go kind of buck wild there down a the stretch. Uh, and, and this is where you just wonder at what point will they look to bring Ben Simmons into the fold? You know, you keep hearing about game four, um, but if, listen, if if they get their ass waxed in game three and you decide to bring Ben Simmons back for game four, what exactly are you trying to do at that point, Brooklyn?
1: Yeah,
2: I mean, it, it
1: So, so Simmons can experience another L in his year. Of yeah. Else? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and
2: it, exactly. I mean, what's, you know, what? So you bring it back for game four. Let's say you're down three zip and you lose game four. You bring him back for one freaking game?
1: Seriously? Yeah. So. Um, the Simmons thing. Yeah, I, I want to stick with Jalen for a minute. I know we'll, we'll, we'll get to Simmons because I, I do want to talk about that. Um, I agree with a lot of what you said, Sherrod. But for, but for, and, and Jalen Simmons, that's always been a nice little heated heated rivalry there, right? I mean, I don't, I'm not even going to call it a rivalry. Jalen Brown's had his number, to be completely honest. But um, there's definitely it, some, some, you know, back and forth between the two out there in the court. And, and it wondering. goes back
2: to high school. Uh, it go, exactly. I, when I, I went to uh, Jalen's high school and spent some time with his high school coach and his AAU coach. And in, inside the trophy case, there's, this, uh, there's a trophy that, that they won when Jalen's team played Ben Simmons' team. And they're, both of his coaches talked to me about how Jalen is pretty focused. But there was a different level of focus for yeah. that particular game because he knew that Ben Simmons was like a big deal in the eyes of many. And as you – you know, Jalen in many ways is, is like smart where he if he can find something to put on that shoulder to give him that extra chip to just basically go at your ass, he's going to use it.
3: Mm-hmm. And
2: that's exactly what happened when he played against Ben. And, and I don't think he necessarily thinks about that high school tournament every time he sees Ben Simmons, but <laughs> – there's still something there. There's
1: definitely. Yeah, for sure.
2: Yeah. So,
1: you know, that's not something you forget, you know, that that's how those things are, are, are born, you know, and you don't, you know, yeah. you, you know your competitor. You remember all the losses. You remember all the, you know, competitions that you had one-on-ones and, and those things just, they build up over time. So that's why it's so stunning to me that it, like Simmons feels like he doesn't, I don't know if he wants to play. Like, I, I feel like if you're a competitor and you're a world-class athlete and, you have a chip on your shoulder, and you, you you're listening to all the naysayers. Like, don't you want to go out there and, and and prove them wrong? I mean, that's kind of where I'm where I'm at with it. And Steve Nash said today, you know, it's up to Ben Simmons whenever he's ready to play. It's like, well, dude, now or never, man. Your team never needed you more. They they traded James Harden for you for all, you know, essentially. And and it just feels like you'd want to get out there. But but when it comes to Jalen Brown, and I said this earlier in the show, for me, I know what he's capable of. I know he's capable of, you know, talent-wise, offensively. You know, he's one of the, one of the few players in this league that can kill you, literally, with a dunk, and can step back and drain a, a you know, a twenty-eight footer, thirty-footer in your face. You know, there's, 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 there are those players in the league, but they're few and far between. And Jalen Brown uh, is fully capable of doing both of those things on on back-to-back possessions, and that's what makes him so dangerous. Is that he's an athletic freak of nature. Um, he can get down the court. Um, extremely quick and we didn't give him enough credit in in, um, after game one for his fourth quarter performance and just getting the team in motion you know sort of carrying them on the offensive end I forget how many he scored in a row but he had eight or close to it um and then out of that last Durant miss getting the ball pushing it down the court you know keeping the nets on their heels and making the good pass you know we all all talk about Marcus Smart's pass but Jalen drove to the hoop and you know, mm-hmm. found Marcus at the three-point line. And that's when you started to get the Nets collectively just moving from, they looked like a rec team out there just following the ball. Nobody had any idea what they were doing on the defensive end. And that all really started with Jalen Brown. So he does do a lot of things. And one of the things I noticed after Tatum hit that um, buzzer beater under, on the, you know, under the rim there is everyone celebrating. Eme goes right over to Jalen Brown. And that isn't to say that he wasn't happy for for Tatum or for, for Marcus or whatever, but. But he went right over to Jalen Brown, and and I don't know what they said, but it was very obvious to me that he, you know, wanted to acknowledge Jalen Brown's contributions um, at mm-hmm. the end of that game, you know, down the stretch in that fourth quarter. So those are the little things that um, I think Brown does that sometimes go unnoticed, and we joke about not talking about Jalen Brown in the show, and it is joking. We, we obviously understand how important he is to this team, um, but there are there are definitely points I think collectively. Um, You know, we get caught up in Tatum, you know, and what he's doing offensively. And we get caught up in Marcus Smart's defense. And sometimes Jalen Brown goes a little bit under the radar, I think, um, more than he should. So he he definitely deserves credit for these last two wins here, for sure.
2: Yeah, I I think he he goes under the radar a lot. Uh, When you look at the fact that he's early mid-20s, He's a guy that can go out there and get you 20, 25 points pretty much every night if, if given opportunity, and yet we, we, tr- you know, he's often treated as if he's, you know, maybe he can be a double-digit scorer, uh, maybe he can, you know, be a starter for you, and it's, it's just like it's, it's insane and ridiculous. Uh, but I, I give again, I give Jalen a lot of credit. He uses that as motivation. He uses that as fire that that fuels him to be, you know, one of the better young players in the game. So. Uh he's just having. He's, again he's he's just his impact uh mm-hmm. is undeniable in this series. And it's one of the many problems that Brooklyn has that I don't think that there's a clear cut solution that they can turn to because the more attention you shift towards him, that means less attention on Tatum. And right. that is not uh a recipe for success if you're playing the Celtics.
1: Nope, not at all. And I think that's Joe Suede Pavone's what
0: music. What uh, Oh, here we go. There here we he go. is. Yeah, we in here. What up? The little uh, what you got? What's you your backdrop? What Wait, you, are you, you, you? Yeah, we missed no.
1: you.
0: No, no, well, we didn't. Right. Sherrod Char- 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 keeping it hundred like he usually does. All right. I was being no. nice, nice uh,
1: Joe Sway, but um, yeah, we, we, we miss you. We're, we're glad you could join us. Um, I know that you Let were... me ask
0: you something, Jimmy, real quick. Oh, you're, asking
1: me... oh, you're already asking me questions. A- okay. Let me ask you Let's something. He's already running the show. Hold on. Let me put him in the host seat. Hold on. All right, when did you, you put guys? that
0: hard hat on? Because I, I, I know your, I know your, I know your faith in the Celtics team wavered throughout that second fourth half. Quarter. The fourth, fourth quarter. Fourth quarter. <laughs> you
2: know, you know, I didn't go hey, into the fourth quarter. Wait.
1: I put it on when they came to work. They didn't come to work until like midway through that third quarter, and then, it, then yeah, that, the hard hat. you know, to come
0: home. you know when Jalen Brown was was settling for jump shots over Patty Mills, you were screaming f bombs. Don't lie. Oh no, don't lie. But you know what? Back. He switched his approach, though.
1: That's my dog. My dog. <laughs> Yo, the, hard, the hard hat came on. The steel toe boots got strapped in. The lunch pail. I took it. To oh, I think they're
0: court. about to win this, guys.
1: Let's go, yeah, I'm tossing now, now, out. now,
2: Joe Suede. Now, you were in for Kyrie, correct? I was, yeah.
0: What was that? Like? I'm
1: not coming to work.
0: So oh, what wow. Kyrie cast fire. Jimmy. What Kyrie Scott's had fired. to say was 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 all positive. It was all positivity, in my opinion. About you know, who? He talked about Durant, I guess, getting to the free throw line. Like he tried to keep yeah. it as positive as he could. And that was his he, he led with that. You know, when people asked about, oh, is there anything that you know you need to do to help him get the ball? He's like, Well, he got to the free throw. Like he was just keeping it everything. Is only keeping keeping it positive, whereas Durant was a little more realistic. Durant was more like, "Look, people, I can't rely on people trying to get me my shot. I got to get my own." And he was also asked, "Do you believe you need to drop 30 to 40 points to win?" He was like, "Sometimes." It seemed like he wanted to fight. I'll say yes, but he was just like, "Yeah, sometimes." And I'm like, "In this series, I, I think that's that's crucial for the for the next." They're gonna season, need a 40. In all piece. honesty, he, I thought yeah, this was gonna gonna be tonight. A 40 I really did. I mean, you I would I would have put. Money, I'm not even a betting man, but I would have put money that he would have dropped anywhere between 35 and 40, and, and yeah. just didn't happen. And give credit I to something. I Udoka, man, he he talked about it too. He said, it's, it felt like every time I touched the ball, I had two or three guys around me. And, he, you know, guys are physical, guys are hit. But he didn't complain, didn't say, uh, wasn't talking about fouls, because he'd be the last person to talk about fouls, right? I mean, he got all the free throws tonight. He got 20 so free throws. I, I like that. Right. I like that, though. He gave all the credit to, to Emei. Uh, also, another thing that um, Kyrie said, which I thought was interesting, was that uh, he says that. And I quote, I might be, man, it might not be verbatim, but he said, uh, well, Ime Udoka, you <laughs> Ime Udoka, yeah, right? The, the Joe Sway version. Ime Udoka has the key to the treasure chest. He was he was on the coaching staff last year, so he's giving them, he's giving this team some keys to the treasure chest, and I'll have to look over uh, film and, and make our adjustments for game three. So he was he was just keeping it positive, man. And I swear, after, like, the fifth question, the guy just goes, that's a wrap, guys, that's it, like, you know, that's it. But we, uh, we you know, we got a clean presser here without uh, – Frustrating Kyrie, so let's see. Yeah, because they, they, they knew
2: after the fifth or question, somebody would ask about hey, Kyrie, about those fans. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: right. yeah right. No, so that, was, that was gonna be your right. question, man. Like, yo, Joseph, uh, you was yo, Kyrie, uh, thoughts on being fifty thousand dollars uh less today than you were yesterday? That's what I probably started <laughs> off with, but um, yeah, right. It's probably good. I don't running. think he's losing
2: any sleep over 50,000 lighter. Nah, in the pocket.
1: Nah, it's going to, it's going to a good charity. I'm sure. So. It, it, Christmas you know, time for
2: NBA charity. That's what I'm talking Everybody
1: wins about. in the I'm end. Sure. <laughs> uh, it, sounds like, be- it sounds like, sounds like Kyrie may have went to calm.com after the game. And based on some of those answers you're talking <laughs> maybe about. Maybe he did.
0: Right? Maybe he used our promo code. Who knows? You know? Hopefully.
1: Hopefully. So what, what <laughs> I, I, you, you hear from anybody else after the game just way or were you just there for Kyrie?
0: No, just, so, so just Kyrie. And then Duran was right after him. And, yeah. um, yeah, they kept it really positive, you know, but it just seemed like they just – I mean, this may go without saying, but I, it, it feels like they just had this us-against-the-world mentality, whereas you look at a game like this, man, like all your role players stepped up. Like in, in terms of the starting yeah. lineup at least, you got Dragas coming off the bench. Shit, he was leading all scorers at halftime. I mean – that's something you, you got to capitalize on that, right? I mean, he gave all the credit in the world to the Ime Udoka and, and you know, to, to the defensive scheming and all, but mm. I just feel like, again, they just have this attitude where, like, we're just going to put this team on our back and, you know, we'll, we'll take those performances from our role players, but, you know, don't worry about that. We got it from here. Like, I, I don't know. That's, that's, that's the vibe I got for me. You know?
2: mm. Well, I mean, it, the, the thing that is, I think, a little bit troubling for Brooklyn is that role players typically play better at home, and yet they've gotten some really big games out of their role players on the road. Uh, right. That's. I don't see those guys playing much better Like the way, you know, Drogic is playing right now This is about as good as he's going to be uh, that age, Scoring yeah, the man. ball, yeah, yeah and being efficient man. And I, I thought, you know, Claxton I thought he had a come back to earth moment in this game Compared to what he did in game one mm-hmm. um, I don't think he's that good And game two, kind of I, I felt very good about my assessment of his game After game two
0: you know what it um, is, right? He's good. He's good when you forget about him. That's what it is. When you forget about him, you're like, oh, I forgot. Claxton's out here. And he'll, he'll get those open. But when you put and him on a
2: scouting report, it's know. a different story. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. true. But but Bruce
1: Brown. Scouting just I, hack I'm, I'm, What's that? Just hack those dude. Those the big what? men down there. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> they can't. They, they, can't <laughs> they can't make free throws.
2: They can't make free throws. Uh, Bruce Brown yeah. is 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 good, man. I, I really like his game. Um, he he and Bruce did his job tonight. He,
1: yeah, did his he did. job. Yeah, he did. yeah. I think mini I think apology came for Sherrod because he thought Bruce Brown was trash after game one, but Bruce Brown came out. If, if not for Bruce Brown, this game's over at halftime. Bruce Brown was the only guy doing anything. Right. In
0: what's a mini, what's a mini- <laughs> apology it means game, It man.
1: means I'm not going to actually fire. Half of it? Half, I'm uh, not going to actually fire. It's not worthy it's not of it to that, to
0: that. It's like the, it's, a ba-
2: ha- it's a backhanded compliment of
0: this. Yeah. It's like, oh, you know, oh which, it, by the it, way, he was better. What? <laughs> no, no, go ahead. I was gonna say along those lines. Uh, you you know what I'm about to say, but well, you know what Bobby's gonna come in hot uh, about yeah. your your Grant Williams take from Game One. So because Grant Williams came to play tonight, so we you do- know he's gonna have that ready.
2: Listen, we yeah. talked about all I needed Grant to do is make open shots.
0: That's all I wanted.
2: <laughs> yeah. he, he did. He did exactly what I wanted him to do. Called out. He How ball- about didn't-
1: tonight,
0: so big, big shots? So big so shots Josh. from Fridge. Good, good defense, we'll, too. Low key. Sway, we'll,
1: we'll, we'll give you the floor for a minute because me and Sherrod have been chopping it up for a good hour. And, yeah, uh, I'm all over
0: the place. Sorry. Just
1: man. No, no, it's all, it's all good. <laughs> but, but just, you know, give us your overall thoughts on the Celtics tonight, you know, especially in that second half, sort of like the maybe their, you know, response to, to the the first half and being down 10. You know, it felt like they, they came out with a little bit of a purpose maybe in that second half.
0: Yeah, I just, I feel like they just responded. You know, when it came down to grit and, and defense, they just wanted it more, in my opinion, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, that that 17-point lead from the Nets, that happened in a hurry. And, and the Celtics, they didn't they didn't settle for jump shots. And, and I was really afraid they were going to because Jalen sort of gave me that vibe, you know? Uh, Patty Patty Mills. Yeah, Patty Mills on him. He's trying to shoot over him, you know? You, you have Bruce Brown, who's, a, you know, probably a better defender, but he's trying to shoot over him. Take him to the rack, you know? show them make it tougher for them you know i felt like they were sort of just like oh yeah we're gonna we're gonna come back but we're gonna do a little bit a little. no like take it from them and that's exactly what they did in that fourth quarter. they took the game from them and you know you saw Jalen go on that huge run man like we we talked so much about how he had that stretch of games where he was getting out to you know 12 13 14 points in the first half and then you know hoping that would translate into the into the postseason he's just this well-balanced attack, or the, or in this instance, the the fourth quarter uh, takeover. I'm gonna do my thing, and, and someone like Jason Tatum giving him the, some of those assists down the stretch. Like that's just so big for him, man. Again, we talked about it before the series started. Like he wasn't here last year. You know, he was hurt the year before yeah. that. He was in the bubble. Like he hasn't had this playoff atmosphere in Boston for what, two years now. And obviously, yeah. you know, 20, 2019 wasn't wasn't a, a, a memorable run for the Celtics. Let's just put it that way. And um, it's just again, it's just it's just another like sign of growth, man. like the maturation of these guys, and, and which is why i I wanted this series so badly, like I want this something to go down this route because it's just gonna pay in dividends down the road. you know what I mean? like they just mm-hmm. they already feel like they can be anybody. and now it's just this one's this one's close to home, this one's emotional, but they're here for it. They're dialed in. they're all focused, man it's 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 inc- it's incredible, man. I, I haven't seen this Celtics team play this well, like. Since I've been doing this job, man, this is this is the yeah. I think this is that team Sherrod. I mean you,
2: you know you know who we haven't said anything about, and this is one of the few games where we could probably talk about him and actually not crap on him. Um Daniel
1: Tice. Freaking
2: 15 points.
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean, he
1: made I mean he
0: made Shame some, on us.
1: Shame on he almost, us. And he, he, he gets was the so brownie. So he close to fouling man. out. He gets and the he brownie, like, that's no,
0: our bad. He gets the brownie. He was so close to fouling out and, and and I think flipping out as well. But everyone's just like, "You got but, this, tight. Just keep playing. Don't let refs get to you." And he did that. The funny,
2: the funny part about Daniel is that he scores the first basket for the Celtics. Right? Yay, he scores. Seconds later, what does he do? Picks up a damn foul. That <laughs> flat. That, that that's was a Daniel that, Tice experience right there. That's 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 his life with this team in a <laughs> nutshell. I'm gonna give you something good, but don't get too comfortable with the goodies because. I gotta, I gotta yeah. go back and defend. Yeah, just um, but can't keep, he hand out the cookie jar. I thought he, I thought he did a good job of keeping the Nets honest offensively. They, they couldn't relax as much as they wanted to when he was on the floor because he made them pay. Uh, and same thing with Al. Uh, I can tell you right now that both Al and Daniel are still low key fired up about those comments that Bruce Brown made during yeah, the yeah, I think series. They are, I
0: think they are. Yeah.
2: I, I mean, look at the way that yeah, those two Bruce guys played. Those I don't know if they've had back-to-back games where they were both this impactful uh, in terms of scoring the ball, and I don't think it's just a coincidence that Bruce Brown said what he did, and those right. guys are out to prove Bruce wrong. Uh, and and Daniel, you know, he knows he's gonna get four or five fouls, even no matter what. So at least you can do is get some damn buckets at the other end of the floor if you can pick all these damn
0: fouls. Yeah, that's true. But you know what else too, Sharad. Bruce Brown going, what was that, eleven zero run or nine zero run? Like, that was yeah. – that's just what they needed. They are like, we got to – not only do we have to take care of this team defensively, but we're going to take care of that guy. Like, that's the one that's been yapping. And here he is doing it in front of his home crowd, even though they don't yep. really like him right now. He's still from Dorchester. I mean, playoff – career playoff high. You know, he was mm-hmm. balling out, feeling himself. Mm-hmm. And they to shut that down. They shut that right down. And man, you got to just give this team credit. Just the way they defended Durant overall, man. I again, yes. I was ready to take in a thirty-five to forty-point game from Durant, and I just never got that feeling throughout the game that it was going to happen. You know, man, you take away the free throws, like how many points has got? I mean, not all of them, but obviously, like you know, him getting to the free throw line was huge for his you know his point total. But between him and Kyrie, man, like it's. It's very impressive what Celtics are doing defensively, man. It really is. Yeah.
2: On those yeah, those players. guys were yeah, those guys were eight for thirty shooting tonight and you can't have your two best players shoot that crappy from the field and have any shot at winning. You just can't. One of them can have a bad night, but they both can't be that 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 ineffective.
1: Joe when when did you start to feel the tides the tides turning a little bit? I mean, I, I felt personally like the Celtics were lucky to be down only ten at halftime, but I still wasn't completely convinced that they were going to turn it around. But I, I thought, that, like, again, like, they just came out – and you said it, Joseph, right? they just came out and they just kind of outworked them in the second half. But was there a moment – I mean, you guys are both there tonight. Was there a moment where you could kind of feel the momentum shifting or, or like, the Nets were almost kind of playing – I don't want to say scared, but they were just kind of playing like, like – they, they kind were, of folded.
0: They kind of folded. Yeah. Yeah. Folded. yeah. 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 Yeah, I feel like once it became, like, a two-possession game, I mean, when Jalen went on his run, I want to say – I actually want to say, ironically enough, it was the three-pointer because he went to the we went to the rack back-to-back possessions, and then he hit it. He hit that big three. Now it's like I don't see Brooklyn coming back from this. But I mean, you know, they they made it. I I thought the last couple of minutes, I was like, we saw Kyrie hit back-to-back threes last game. That's all that. That's all they needed. But that's the reason why the something kept fighting till the end, man. To the very end, they kept playing defense, and uh, and, and that was all she wrote.
1: Yep. That was that was all she wrote. Just 16 assists for the Nets tonight. I mean, so just the shots just were not falling, and um, no. you, know, you, could, you could you could see the Celtics kind of in that second half, sort of, sort of out- willed their way, you know, and just like Sherrod said, snatched their what'd you say, snatched their souls in that snatched their
2: soul in the soul fourth. Yes.
1: <laughs> well put. Um, and so you know, and 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 Josue, we, we we talked about it a little bit, but Tatum tonight, slow start. Um, offensively didn't even hit his field goal until the end of that second quarter there, but finished the first half strong. And then that fourth quarter, tell me if you agree or disagree. I just thought that three pointer that he hit late in that fourth quarter, that kind of was the dagger there. I thought that was just one of those like big boy shots that sort of takes you from an all-star to a superstar. Like it's those types of shots in those moments
0: that
1: sort of like, that's the difference sort of thing.
0: It was almost a little Kevin durant for being honest, right? Like, it was like that closer shot, like, like this is it, the
1: porch like situation there. Well, yeah,
0: exactly. Like I, I, I I'm with you on that, Jimmy. I'm with you on that, and I'm also um I, I understand why Tatum is sort of just feeling the other team, you know, the Brooklyn's defense in that first quarter first half. I, I like his approach right now because he knows that all four of those that start in line, I mean, they can get you buckets right now. He's got a confidence in these guys, high him. as high as I've ever seen him. You know, when you think about it, and. He should, you know. Look, Tice came up with some timely buckets down the stretch. Some, what was that, like that five footer that he's like, it's clutch every single time. He shoot, he takes a jump shot, and you're like, you're almost like, is that going to go in? You're like, oh, yeah, it's Tice. So he can make those, right? Obviously, you got Jalen, Marcus got going a bit, you know. I, I just think, again, the defense is sort of triggering this too, right? I almost feel like Tatum is just like, knows when to pick his spots. When they come up with those big stops and Mm -hmm. all of it has just been you know even when they're down by 10 you never get the sense that they're gonna lose man like i I just i I guess throughout that run right when the Celtics were losing by by 15 17 points i'm just thinking how much time do they have because all the fouls guys are getting in foul trouble you know uh, in that in that third quarter they were in the penalty it felt like forever but they had to survive that they just had to survive that punch and they went into the fourth quarter just with a whole different mindset, man. What They almost held the Nets to, what, 10 points in that fourth quarter alone? I mean, yeah, towards the end, those shots, you know, once the game seemed like it was already decided, they must have scored, like, what, three or four more points. But, man, they held them to, like, six points, you know? In the fourth quarter, it's incredible. Unbelievable. Yeah. The best defense in the NBA. Like, this is this – is, they're taking things to another level, and they're doing this without Rob. Like,
1: un- the, unreal. The meat of that fourth quarter, the Nets could not buy – a basket. I think they had four points over like a 9-minute stretch and it was just I mean, you guys were there. Was it just was it just mayhem in there? Is it one of the loudest Oh man. Heard? It sounded loud. That was the
0: loudest on the TV. That was the loudest it got. Yeah, for sure. Yeah.
1: The fan the fans brought it tonight, would you say? You know, Ky- were they on Kyrie tonight?
2: Oh yeah. They were on they were on him, but it 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 was pretty standard. I mean, I didn't feel it was yeah. like excessive. I didn't feel that it was dialed yeah. back. It seemed like pretty much what they how they go at him? Like they'll touch the ball and they'll boo. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: The, the Kyrie, you know, Kyrie yeah. sucks. Chance begin was... like
2: 18 seconds in.
0: It's probably yeah. What it that was that came. one I wasn't. I didn't see that one coming. It just it was like they had it all agreed. Like everyone got an email yesterday. they you know yesterday. It was like <laughs> yeah. 18 oh, seconds of the game. We're doing a chance. Like, all right, cool. I mean, right. You didn't you didn't get that email that I sent
1: out? No, no. Is that, uh, that you, to get you on the. I got to get you on the list. My bad. Let me get you, Joe Sway. I got you know the question that I, I got to ask you, and then I asked your odd. Is it over? Is the series over at 2
0: 0? No, it's not over. It's not over. Okay. I believe in that old cliche. Well at least in this in this uh, in this example. Uh it's not over until you win on the road. So something's gotta do no, that. something has gotta do that's that.
1: Exactly, that. What, I, what, exactly um, what I think. I'm I'm gonna predict that Bobby has a different yeah. answer. But um,
0: I, I'm leaning <laughs> like,
1: towards leaning towards the ball. pendulum. I,
0: I, you know the pendulum swinging right now, Poppy man. You know he's gonna go way to the other side. <laughs> but yeah, he's probably gonna. I just hope he. I just hope he doesn't say it's a sweep because that's a that's aggressive. Yeah, and um, yeah, I don't. I don't feel that. I don't feel that yeah. at all. Brooklyn's making another trip to Boston. I think.
1: So so and that's okay. So, mm. Yeah, but but and that being said, Brooklyn needs to fix a lot of things on on both on both ends of the court. And I'm not sure Steve Nash has the basketball brain to do it. He's been – talk about being outmatched through two games. I mean, Steve Nash hasn't done one single notable good I, thing I, on this year. I mean, he I had a disagree. boneheaded – um, I thought a boneheaded uh, review tonight that wasted a time – wasted their review and
0: wasted – That was time. a bad idea. Yeah. Um, yeah. That seems like he just yeah. – Yo, Kyrie what was up with that? It was him. like the whole team just controlled them on that one. Like, I couldn't believe like everyone started going like this. You're just like, okay, guys, you're right. It was like, like it was where's a, your – it, like, it, it, it was a
1: desperation type move. Is what it, I'm right. starting
0: to feel like I'm starting to feel like um <laughs> like Ime was the guy with the green with the green uh book of plays in the water boy, right? Like, like yeah. the assistant coach that has all the like he had the keys to everything. And like now that he's gone, Steve Nash is just like. Ah, like, of course yeah. I'm playing Emey in the Celtics. Like, oh. he's got all my tricks in his damn pocket. Like, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, they're,
1: they're actually all Emey's plays to begin with. Steve yeah, Nash like, doesn't even have
0: like, any. Coach, those are my plays. Like, I swear.
2: Like I, didn't think, I didn't think Nash was that bad in the first half. At the start of the game, I thought he had a great plan on how to try to minimize Tatum. Uh, and I thought for the most part they were able to do that. They – they a lot of what – it's funny. A lot of what they were doing to Tatum was what the Celtics had did the game one to – uh, Durant just constantly yeah. having bodies in his face, forcing him to, frankly, be uncomfortable uh, when he's trying to score and not mm-hmm. allow him to do that. And then, Steve, just, that was it. I know this guy? I like,
0: know this guy over here?
2: <laughs> oh!
1: Look who was making his way in. Okay.
2: Glad <laughs> no, to- he could join us. This, but, guy, um, yeah, this guy
1: just rolls in whenever the hell he wants? What does he think he
0: is? Yeah, yeah. set up in a I, few
2: minutes. Go ahead, Yes. Yeah, now, Steve Nash had a good start. I thought it had a good start, but again, as the game evolved, he didn't. And the end result was pretty much what I've been saying for the longest time. I just don't think Steve's a good coach. I don't. Uh, and good coaches figure out a way, not necessarily to win, but at least put your imprint on what your team does. Like, what's their identity? What is Brooklyn's identity? Yeah. Uh, and, and what does he fit into that? Uh, and the answer is he doesn't. Uh, its It's like he's – you know, he's – the person that they brought in to babysit the team. And as the babysitter, we're gonna pay you to babysit, but don't you yeah. make any real decisions because this is not your home and they're not your responsibility. So you're just a babysitter. And that shouldn't be your role <laughs> as a head coach. You should be more than wrong. that. Right. But it feels but that's what it feels like. It does. That's funny, I'm- man.
0: Sharon, that, that's exactly what uh my, my co-host Joel on Call Street Podcast was saying. Like, man, like he may knows this guy's like secrets and, and he's going to be really put, he's going to, Nat's going to be put on the spot. Dude. It's like, what, what do you yeah. got? What do you got? You know, like this is a, obviously a huge matchup full of stars and, you know, defensive player of the years in the series, like a, a first round matchup you rarely see in the NBA, but look at the coaching matchup. It's just like, it's interesting. Even all the way to the coaching matchup is interesting because like he was coaching those guys last year, but also yeah. Natch hasn't been coaching in the league that long. Like, it's you're gonna be put on the spot here, and and I think we're starting to see that a bit, especially in game two, and especially after you mm-hmm. hear you know comments from Kyrie talking about you know keys to the treasure chest. It's like, well, well wait a minute, like right. doesn't Steve Nash have the treasure chest though? Like, don't you you got nothing else in that bag? Like, I don't I don't know, man. I thought that <laughs> was I'm, I'm, that was an interesting take from Kyrie to, to drop that. That, that is
2: interesting considering you a just
1: nice shot, dude. It was
0: yeah. A yeah. shot is what it was. Because
1: Yo, you know Kyrie, Kyrie always I had by that's a LeBron okay, thank you.
0: playbook, Thank you, right Jimmy. To. Thank you. I thought I was overlooking things. I'm like, you're that's that's dead on. Yes, I'm like, wait a minute, like. You t- Why you can't we have somebody right with the
2: keys to the treasure chest? Why can't we yeah. get a coach who's got the keys to the treasure chest? <laughs> right. It's just like because they pay you know, that max contract, and they're paying that dude the max contract, and you just run another dude for a max contract. Can't have the keys.
1: Kyrie, he's looking to have. Kyrie,
2: he's looking to get in room.
1: Kyrie basically right. is saying that. Steve Nash is getting cucked by emails. what he's saying. Is that, that's essentially what he's saying right there. So so just to, just so it's clear to everybody, that's exactly what Kyrie saying. That's right out of the LeBron James playbook. Yo, Steve, I can hear you know, John laughing right LeBron now. LeBron James. Comment. <laughs> Bobby, you know you're on right now? I don't know if you do know you're on. No,
0: no, Bobby, right. you don't have to a second. No, you give him a no second. you're good, man. Bobby, we're
1: going to – Oh, is that you?
0: That's the that's raw. Oh, damn it. Is we can't
1: hear you, Bobby. We can't hear you yet. Why don't you um, nah. not yet? All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you go for a second. You can figure out the audio issues that you may or may not be having. Um Joe Get Sway. Up.
0: What up?
1: you mentioned Marcus Smart briefly, you haven't got a chance to uh comment on his defensive player of the year award Congrats. and his performance tonight. Sherrod, Sherrod said that it was I think he said it was Marcus Smart's best performance of his career tonight. If I if I if
2: I, th- uh, I think it is. I think it is. When you look at the player that he was matched with for the most part tonight, you look at the impact that Kyrie did not make, and you look at the impact that Marcus did make, um, yeah, it's, it's up there. I mean, Kyrie has freaking 10 points, and I would say at least six of those were someone other than Marcus Smart. And so for Kyrie to be on the floor for like 40-some-odd minutes and have just 10 points with Marcus doing a lot of the defense on him, come on. Mm-hmm. That's it, why he pulled it, it, up in the robes, Rod. Right? As he should.
1: Yeah, so As that, he was, should. that was what I, I saw that. So Marcus Smart pulled up in a Defensive Player of the Year robe today. Is that correct?
2: I love it. I yeah. love so it. You know,
1: just get Joe Sway's thoughts, and then we'll bring Bobby in to, to get his, his overall thoughts on the on the game tonight. But I want to just wanna wrap up quickly on, on Joe Sway's thoughts on Marcus here.
0: Man, it's just well-deserved, man. Like A few weeks ago, John looked at me like I was crazy when I called it highway robbery if Marcus Smart didn't win this award. And... I, I still stand by that statement, man, and, and it's not just about the fact that he's a guard. You know, I, I just yeah, it's it's cool that you know it's been that long since you know the last person was was Gary Payne. and and the whole thing with Gary surprising him, I, I love that, I really do. And the people, was, you know, the some organization that there, that cool. was that was really cool. But you know, I just thought it was it was just so deserving, man. And you look at the the votes, and you know, the it, it wasn't it was relatively close, but not really. You know, and, and I think this is. This is Marcus Smart. Just, just puts a bow on the best season of his career. Um, it, it's, I think, what's more, what's more impressive about it, most impressive about it, is the fact that he had to evolve as a point guard, learn how to master that role while continuing to dominate on the others on the other end. Like that's not easy to do. Never mind the 500 record. Never mind the narrative. Never mind the trade. This guy, this guy can't be your point guard. Hearing that over and over again. You know what I mean? I mean He's just stuck with it. Stayed focused. Um, you know, he had that experience with Emei with, with Team USA and everything. So obviously that helped. And I just think between him and Emei, man, they they just they just held that ground and and now everyone's starting to to he's getting his flowers, getting his recognition on a, on the national stage. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just so deserving of, of 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 you know for for Marcus and everything he's been through and what he means to this city and this organization, man, it, it's incredible, man. And all of this is going to be a perfect combination of things for this team to make this huge you know deep playoff run that I think they're capable of doing right now it's just it's it's perfect it it couldn't the timing couldn't be any perfect right now for what Marcus is doing with this team and
1: the timing could not be any perfect to get Bobby Manning on the show Bobby Bobby thank you for gracing us with your presence can we still not hear you I
0: can't uh, we still can't hear oh, him. Unbelievable. Just come sit next to me You're gonna do to a me, sound
1: man. check, my man. You, you got you gotta figure out the come microphone. On, bro. I don't I don't know what's going on. I, I can We're only do so this. many I can only lay Please, up so many light. openings for Bobby and then him just go I know go mute on me like that. I don't, really, I don't think I have all, any
0: left. They're all great too, man. You teed him up real nice.
1: I tee him up like over and over, <laughs> and this is how he repays me with freaking he's uh it's almost like he's on a zoom call with Grant Williams or something, you can't get the question up, but um,
0: we'll, we'll get him in here as soon as we can. Yeah, um, you had to go there, Jimmy. Damn. <laughs> yeah, you know, hey. you know that's just that's just those things for Bobby.
2: Bro. You know, <laughs> you know, you know he's sensitive <laughs> about that,
0: man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, sure. Bobby's my guy. I, I love Bobby. It's not I mean, always when you on Zoom. You know, it's not always easy to get your questions. It's that That's yeah, yeah, yeah. that it, it's, <laughs> it's,
1: it's mayhem, and I think it was more of a connection yeah. issue than, a, than a mute issue. But that's 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 in the past. We we shouldn't bring that up. Shame on you, Joseph, a, for bringing that up. So.
0: <laughs> that was you i think what made up for it though was the other, the, the other time when um he said he said his name what did he say oh so bobby you got a question i was like you know bobby like
1: that. oh yeah they, yeah yeah you know yeah question, for sure um but yeah okay so um yeah joseph I, I i agree with a lot of what you said about marcus i mean obviously in, in and you I wanted mean, him out
0: of here too jimmy you was you was leading the charge no that wasn't you no, it wasn't me I, but I, I did admit on the show earlier that I was
1: I think like a lot of people somewhat skeptical of the of the extension at the time just because I wasn't sure where the Celtics were heading I mean there was a lot of question marks that the way the season just ended for them um it was extremely disappointing I thought the franchise was at one of its lowest points since before Barnett came to town um and I was just super low on everything they were doing to be quite frank so um right. it probably didn't even matter Mar- the well- they're probably gonna be down on it but um
0: I
2: yeah. I, I, see, I'm exactly. Perfect. No, no, no. You,
0: I'm so happy you said that because that's what drove me crazy. Because for all the market smart, you know, anti market smart people out there, no one could give me a one solid response. Get him out of here. Trade him. Trade him. Okay, for who? I don't right. know. But, just trade but,
2: but, but, him. But, but he what? can't be your
0: point guard. Okay. Okay. So who's gonna be the point guard of this team? I don't know. But just get him out of here. I'm like, even right. get a shot. Did he not deserve a shot at it? Like a one full season at it. Like that's that's yeah. all. That was my my argument all season long. Just give him a shot. We'll reassess at the end of the season, and we didn't have to wait that long. But the the,
1: the 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 okay, but it's easy to say that now. But you you don't just have seasons to throw yeah. away and just oh give him a shot. You know you've got Tatum and Brown here. You're trying to win. You're trying to build a culture. Yeah, but Jimmy, it was a it's, it's not, not like Marcus Smart's him. like a, It's
0: not like he's a sophomore or a third year player, man. It's but like, like you're asking him I'll to do something. I'll put so. my money on. I'll put my money on that dude. Like why not? Like I just didn't. I didn't get. You we're it. asking like, him I to do something it.
1: that he had never done before, and and to to the to the naysayers' credit, it did start off pretty tough i think we can all agree that this is an unprecedented turnaround in a, in a season that none of us saw coming yeah. in december so yeah um, i will like at least give people that credit but to all the supporters you were proved right because Marcus smart is now playing like um a star point guard he's thinking like one he's certainly defending like one you know the best one um we can as say. the lights
0: brighten as the lights oh, brighten
1: here. Oh, I'm. I'm going to go ahead and, and see if I can bring Bobby in again and see. Fingers crossed that we can hear. Him. Should be good now. Should good. be good now. Got he me? says, "Folks, we got him. We got him, Bobby." Okay, Bobby Manning, right. everybody. Let's in the do flesh, that. Looking good as <laughs> usual. You guys, you guys. I'd ask you to stand up and spin, but I, I, I'll save us all. But you get the playoff. Yeah, you get the playoff uh, swag going. Yeah. You learn oh, from
0: you Charade. know.
1: You learn from Sherrod. Sharad's been doing it for a while, but it's good to see you guys. Uh, following I mean, uh what you think, token. we're gonna rock
0: you're gonna rock a hoodie in the playoffs come on
1: Jimmy no the playoffs, you, you better not you better not we'll have to rip that press pass from you guys but Bobby well never once did I um, wear a
0: hoodie at a game by the way just saying
1: Bobby how are you feeling right now man what's uh what's going through your, your beautiful mind
3: I'm I'm feeling this series. it you've really just demoralized the nets here is what you've done I said in the third quarter when Bruce was up by 17 in a game like this they take it the position that the Celtics were in, in game one. You don't lose this or your series is done. I mean, you are in perfect position. You've gotten all of these role-player You've it's defended probably at the level that you possibly can. So you have to get a win. And they don't. In fact, they lose pretty handily in the fourth quarter there. Uh, Kevin Durant looks exhausted. That third quarter from him was uncharacteristic in ways that really make you wonder if these 40-minute games are starting oh, getting play. He's got a long string of them now. Bobby, Bobby. Bobby. Don't worry about Kyrie. Certainly fell off in a game like this. Uh, the role guys they start and they dwindled late, and again it looks like the Celtics have the personnel to really defend and make life difficult for them. So at this point, I don't know how they win a game. Like that might sound strong, but I, I just don't what think I say? they have the personnel what say? You, around the two stars <laughs> to pull out a win at this point. Like I, the pendulum swing going to be any again. game.
1: So that, I mean, you you answered the question before I even asked it. I asked Sherrod and and Joe Sway already if the series was over. Your it's answer over. to that, Bobby.
0: Your answer is that it's
3: over. Yeah, okay. it's over.
0: I said I said for the record, just so like, oh, Bobby, you'll you'll watch this thing. I said it's not over until the other team wins. You know, the 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 visitor visiting team wins at their you know on the road. And I said, but watch for Bobby to say it's going to be a sweep. And there it is. But who knows? We'll see.
3: I'd be impressed. Yeah, I'd be,
0: I'd be very
3: impressed. impressed. If they team. And come in for more, Ben You definitely keep an eye on that.
1: I can't tell if Bobby's talking, getting cut off, or if, if he's not. Bob, your internet connection's a little spotty. I don't know if you can get closer to... It got a little yeah.
0: better,
1: but... Is there, like, a gigantic router that you can yeah. sit next to over yeah. there? I, I don't know, but you're in and out, so I don't know if you... I'm near. on my
3: phone now. The computer wasn't computer wasn't working, so we're, oh, we're down that, to that last like. Okay, now it's better. No.
1: Okay, you're on your phone. The, yeah, you're good the, now. The you're better. Picture, yeah. Picture's fine. It's just the audio's in and out. Um, yeah, okay, so right. Bobby, I think as most people would have expected, um, the series is over. Um, <laughs> Brooklyn shouldn't it's even... What gives you confidence in Brooklyn, Jimmy? What are they
3: doing well?
1: I wouldn't say I'm confident in Brooklyn. I'm just not at the point where I'm going to count them out completely. I mean, because they do have Durant, because they do have Kyrie, and those guys obviously have had a very tough time. And credit to the Celtics. I mean, they're making it extremely difficult for Durant. And um, we've gotten it. We've we've talked at length about just their approach to Durant, Bobby. But the physicality against Durant seems to really be bothering him. Have you sort of picked up something similar there?
3: With who's that, Durant? Yeah, the physics—the the way they're defending him. Definitely. I mean, I've never seen yeah. a team bother him at least this season, or even really his whole—that's tenure here. Like the Celtics have, uh, they're showing two, they're getting in his airspace, and he may even talked about they're willing to certainly have here tons of fouls, trouble for Horford fouls out, but you see them just getting right inside his body, think spot. Not gonna want to get under him because that's they are in. And they're right them. and you saw a few toughs and Horford picked up his fifth. Getting aggressive. They're trying to stop from him. White picked up a third fight in the first half, getting right up in them. But there's a lot more in- where they come up with those plays. There was a great string of stops to start the third quarter that swung this game around, frankly, by just being super aggressive on that end. And You're starting to see this really start to find themselves without Rob it took a little while but guys are in the right spots now they found the right rotation it's so getting back to being that super aggressive really being offensively yeah
0: even without Rob, even without
3: Rob, said
1: Rob he just got Since dropped um, Bobby's working yeah. through some technical difficulties but we trust that he will have it figured out at some point um, up.
0: I way Sway.
1: We talked about Tatum. We talked about Smart. Another guy that we always get shit on for not talking about it enough, but deserves credit for Game One. Deserves credit for Game Two. Jalen Brown is uh, continuing his, you know, sort of hot streak into the playoffs here, and really becoming a, um, you know, a force for these guys. You know, he's almost like, you know, you know, it's 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 back to the Tatum and Brown, you know, show. I guess you will. And I, I, I wasn't in the in the locker room, so I, I know you I, I think Bobby was and maybe he can speak to
0: um, what the guys had to say about maybe Oh Brown. yeah, you yeah. see you see Jalen? I was in Brooklyn.
3: Yeah, Bobby. Yeah, Jalen talked. I love what Jalen said about the collective effort here. He gave a lot of credit to Grant. Um, and, oh you man, know, what a game. He yeah, he he was amazing and he thought he was the one who really turned this game around with his third quarter efforts there. Um, loved love what Pritchard did certainly. Pritchard had to go ahead shot there. Big shooting for the whole fourth quarter from Pritchard. That's becoming like his his spot in these games. what did I call him? The gentleman in the fourth earlier this season. He's starting to take that on again. So, so you're really seeing everybody just fit in their roles. I love what Jalen said. It's not me and Jason. It's not me, Jason, and Smart. It's the Celtics. And one through eight at this point, everybody has a role, knows where they're supposed to be on defense knows how to connect with each other on the offensive end and they i said this on the group thread jimmy think of the things that they've overcome now in the last couple of weeks here major injury uh, blowing a massive lead in game one going down by yeah. 17 in this game all yep. three of those things would have killed this team early this year those were the three things that killed this team going down <laughs> yeah. by a ton uh, yep. Blowing huge leads and injuries and COVID—all those excuses. Well, now they've just soared past all these things. The resolve of this team—it just knows no bounds. Like they they, they overcome everything at this point. And it's amazing because they couldn't overcome anything at the start of the year. It's absolutely insane how everything just flipped on its head midway through this year, and it's continuing even through more turmoil.
0: And it's incredible when you look at the rest of the Eastern Conference and you know, the other teams that are sort of look a little flimsy, you know, at times. And you're like, man, the Celtics, you give them this matchup in the first round that has all the everything you can want in the series. And they're just checking all the boxes right now of, of, of what a, a team's supposed to be like in terms of, you know, uh, not just relying on two guys, you know, not just relying on a, a few defenders to lock things down. No, everyone is doing their part. And, you know, it's a small road. It's a short rotation. Emay's only playing three guys off the bench, but everyone's going in there with the same mindset, with the same attitude, and the same the bench
3: there. was so great today.
0: The defense, in my opinion, man, there were some points in that fourth quarter. I was just like, are they folding on the Celtics right now? Like I don't just think wait, got E-may, that impression.
3: They Emay just didn't looked, look, want to get looked, away from his bench.
0: Durant just looked like he was just spent. And then Kyrie was trying to do things. you know, and you know getting to the free throw line was was like his only was like the thing he was leaning on the most in that in that fourth quarter, and it just wasn't enough because he couldn't convert buckets, he couldn't convert field goals, you know. And Marcus Smart all over Kyrie. Kyrie, it's like he he remembered or someone reminded him, hey, you only have one foul. Was, oh, all right, cool, you know. And then he picked up two real quick, but it was like he just made life difficult for Kyrie again. And Kyrie barely scored double digits for that, you know, because of that.
3: Unbelievable. Yeah, and and may didn't want to get away from that bench. Just to mention those guys again, Persud yeah. stays in there till about four minutes to go. Grant closes the game. Those guys became so vital. I even felt like Derek White had a few moments foul Trouble ultimately played his night there. But you're getting contributions deep on this roster right now. You include Horford in that, who had another really strong first half. Those threes back-to-back held him in the game there. I'd classify him among the role guys that are really stepping up in this series. And even on a night where Drogic goes off, seven of his first ten, Drummond's hitting Horford hard inside and on the offensive boards Bruce Brown got off to this massive start Scores the first nine points and ended up having a big game overall It still felt like the Celtics had the better role guys unbelievably after all that uh, Like it's again. This was Brooklyn's best punch. I felt like Uh, You got everything you got all the defense you needed from and you build a 17-point lead You can't lose that game if you're the Nets and they did in pretty catastrophic fashion and I know, I don't know if you were on Steve show, sway. we were both reading the quotes, but it didn't look like yeah, the no, answers. It... Yeah. So again, I just don't that... know what the response is for Brooklyn. More Durant? They're gonna just tell him to do even more? Because it looks like he's exhausted That's... himself by what he's done so far. That's what it sounded like in that pressure, man. I mean, <laughs> look, going into this one, I
0: I expected them to take a lot of threes. And and they they somewhat did. I mean, in comparison to what they did in game one. And those shots were falling for Seth Curry. They were falling for Bruce Brown. You know, they were tough you know, guys shots off the bench. Patty Mills, Dragic, you know, both hit hit one. And, you know, I, I just don't, I don't see Durant saying like, okay, let's keep giving those guys more shots. Like, I just don't see that. Like, that's not going to be the gameplay. It's going to be, we'll take what we can get from you guys, but like, we got it from here. And I think they're going to rely on home court. and They're going to rely on just trying to fight back. And, Obviously, implementing those guys too and getting their open looks, but at the same time, when it comes down to it, though, Durant's gonna do his. He's gonna do his thing. I mean, he, what, he was four for seventeen. Uh, you know, Kyrie four thirteen. He's I shooting
3: thirty one percent in the series, Sway
0: Kyrie's not shooting yeah. much, better, man. I mean,
3: yeah. it's unreal. You can't. You Crazy. can dream of doing a better job on Durant. It's every time he's going into the paint, yeah. it's he gets swallowed up. It just, you know, the ocean you just it, envelops him. It, yeah.
0: You said it earlier, man. I don't. I don't think I've seen a team defend Durant this way in a series. I mean, I yeah. know it's only been two games, but so far it's been. I'm really impressed.
1: They're making a mistake. So
0: Golden, yeah, Golden State was was was. You know, yeah. I don't know. It's <laughs> just like I'm trying to it think worked, of like other times. And I'm just. Like, yeah. yeah, I
1: mean, they're they're making it work for everything. He's getting. It looks to be extremely frustrated out there, just disinterested almost to the point of. He's almost like throwing up his hands, like you know, what else can I do? I, you know, they're they're not they're not giving me an inch right now, and and when they do, you know, I'm getting bodied, I'm getting hit, you know, I'm getting I'm I'm, I'm working for every little inch I can get here on the court, and it's probably tiring him out too, and you know, it's you know, the Celtics' basically full time job out there is to stop Durant and Kyrie. Now we just talked about Durant, but Kyrie tonight was even worse. I mean, he was literally non-existent in that fourth quarter. I'm surprised because I just thought. The way he showed out uh, in game one with everything that was going on. I mean, he was unconscious out there at points in that fourth quarter. Almost single-handedly won the game for Brooklyn and just didn't have it tonight. Just didn't even really do a, one memorable thing that I can – I can't think of one thing he did in the fourth quarter, to be completely honest. I mean, was that the vibe you guys, you know, Bobby and Joe Sway, uh, you know, is that what you kind of – you know, what did you see in there in that fourth quarter with him? Is that something they were doing? Was that a
0: Marcus Smart thing? Was that just a Kyrie – engaged yeah I think Marcus had a lot to do with that um but there was other guys too I mean the switching I mean shit. even Al got a stop on him at one point right like, they try to put them on an Island and I was like come on man like I I've been here before you know it's it's been it's been done and you got to stop you know it just seemed like that's Celtic basketball right now you could switch off anybody and it doesn't even matter because everyone is just gonna get that stop I guess you know but, yeah, I, I thought he was he was rattled. And then when it comes to, when it comes to um, Durant, man, it was like he couldn't take more than two steps without having to pass the ball up and try to get it back. And he just looked uncomfortable.
3: Yeah, there was a really good sequence. I think it was in the third quarter um, where Grant stopped him twice in a row. Uh, they were just starting to get back within single digits there after halftime. And that's essentially what got them back, like right within two to four points there with those string of stops on Kyrie. They trapped timely it always felt like a guy was coming right in with the double at the last possible minute once he touched the paint and then on the perimeter as just what talked about there it was smart it was guys being able to keep their men in front of them one-on-one i think what's key to the series and what ended up being a great game plan on Emay's part was that they're not over doubling they're not giving guys open looks elsewhere they really want to seal up the role players and be attentive to the stars, you know, put enough pressure on them. And what that's basically boiled down to is, um, shuffling these guys into some drop coverage, you know, giving them uh, no room to operate in the paint. If you want to take jumpers? One-on-one we'll contest them. One-on-one we'll hold our ground. Individually, as defenders here, but we're not just going to double on the three point line and let you dump it off to the big man or to your shooters here. You know, you're going to hold your ground one on one as defenders, is basically what the Celtics said here. And they've done that. And then, you know, if a guy gets into the paint, Horford will rotate in. Tice was, you know, doing some good drop coverage in this game. I thought it was, it's just a very amorphous defense. And guys are able to help each other out if they get in some trouble. And again, it's the same principle as Rob cut out the paint entirely how many easy paint looks i know they got some early but in the second half the nets weren't getting to the rim they might have got some free throws there mm-hmm. but mostly they were getting swallowed and turning the ball over
1: yeah i mean that's that seems to be the game plan Sherrod, is, is just make it as difficult as possible put the clamps on them, as this as astute commenter um noted in in the comments section here and if, if you are watching at home you thanks for joining us you're on the youtube channel here we have multiple youtube channels going um if you can't watch us live uh, all these are recorded and they can be seen on our uh, clns youtube channel youtube.com slash celtics all access on clns that is our celtics only channel for those of you who are watching on the main channel we also have a celtics channel we've got a channel for every uh, major boston sports team um, you can also listen to our podcast um at all major podcasting um, outlets that you use, whether it's Spotify, um, Apple, all that good stuff. So uh, thanks everybody for checking us out. Um, Sherrod, we, we, we touched upon this briefly and, and I, I did get your, your strong opinion on, on this, but I wanna, I wanna, it was earlier in the show and I wanna bring in Bobby here on, on the convo, but I'll start with you again, Sherrod. They're, there, you know, according to Bobby, there's really nothing else the Nets can do um, at this point. But there is, there is a, there is a um, break in case of emergency button still available. <laughs> um, and that is in the form of Ben Simmons. Um, and, and, Sherrod, I'll start with you. Um, I'd like to get your, your – your reha- uh, I'd like to rehash your, your take on this one and, and set it up for Bobby. Well, I
2: think they're coming close to having to crack that open uh, because mm-hmm. they clearly need something roster-wise to get over the hump. I mean, their, their role players had a great game too, and that ideally should be enough for them to win. And it wasn't. Uh, so they, they, there's, there's some soul searching that they've got to do between now and game three, um, specifically to find their soul because the Celtics snatched it and the Celtics are holding it. Um, they got problems. Brooklyn has real, real problems. Uh, and I'm not convinced that Ben Simmons is the solution far from convinced. Uh, if your first game of the season is going to be like game three or four to playoffs.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: That's not ideal. When they're losing, yeah,
1: it, <laughs> yeah, it, it, exactly. it's not ideal. It's not ideal, but at the same time, and, and, and it's going to create more. They have no choice. Yeah, exactly. They have no choice, and it's going to create it might create some issues in the offensive end certainly. But if Ben Simmons's one objective is to treat Jason Tatum like the Celtics are treating Kevin Durant, well, it might be worth it for them to say, "Hey, get the hell out there." you know you, you're you're good now like the, every, every, you know everyone's checked you out and you're good to go if that is the case and it's just up to him then i i think he should get get his ass out there and play basketball and see if he can have a positive effect on this on this nets team
3: now i said something interesting today in terms of we want him to feel comfortable going out there like we want him to feel like he's ready to go so i almost wonder if they're waiting on him you know i'm sure the Nets. You know, ready to get him out there and get the benefits of having him on the court. It's just they need to come to terms with him, I'm sure his camp, just the overall group here in terms of where he's at health-wise or whatever else is going on. It's been a puzzling process throughout. Nash continues to push back on the notion that he's going to play in the timeline that Woj put out there. Uh, so it's all a mystery still. Again, I'd be surprised if we see him in this series. I just don't think it's a good formula. Uh, for him getting his feet under him the first time after the playoff collapse, the year off, and the injury here. Like, those the triple threat of all that. Now, and I guess it's a quadruple threat saying, save us. You know, <clears throat> come in here and turn this series around. Like, mm-hmm. that's just a lot. And, uh, you know, they. I don't know what their plan's going to be if they lose this series in terms of who's back, who's not, what they're doing into the future. But at some point, they might just say, is this how we want this future piece of ours who's going to be here for years to come, getting his feet wet here in this series with all this physicality with of course the garden crowd, the way they've gone on Kyrie, you know, they'll get on Simmons too. Like it's just so many moving parts, not to mention the fact that they're now down 0 two. If you're down 0 right. three going into game four, there's no chance he plays in this series in my mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's definitely a risk, but it's also a risk Either way, it's a risk. Either way, I mean, especially if they go down three zero, you almost weigh you weigh. Well, what do we have to lose? Let's play him against. What's the point? Almost, you know, because like you guys said, I mean, is is it really gonna is it really gonna change a whole lot? You know, bringing a guy in a year later has never played with anybody, and you're putting him in a must win situation. Literally must win. Um, so there, there are some questions there. It's it's unfortunate that it even got to this point. I thought when the Nets made that trade, um, I I. I Immediately said, "Okay, wow! The Sixers just got a lot better, and the Nets just got a lot better because they both got players that theoretically were seemed like it. We're going to slide right in and 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 do their thing. Um, now the Sixers are up 3-0, so they're they're sitting pretty on the on Toronto tonight. They they won uh, in overtime. They're they're going to go for the sweep on Saturday afternoon. They might be in the second round before the Celtics even uh, tip off. Get the um, work on. <laughs> three. Yeah, exactly. So that series looks like it's all all but over in Toronto." um and then right now we've got the bulls that are up seven on the bucks heading into the fourth quarter um i guess mb hit the game winner as well um for no. um the sixers tonight so i miss, I miss that but um that that'll be a good one to watch back but um it feels like the sixers are in control this bulls bucks series has been a lot closer than i than i anticipated it being uh, The bulls, competitive. yeah ex- yeah competitive is a good word the bulls are, are definitely showing some life and that's a team if you're the bulls you have to have some pride because the bucks chose to play you they they wanted yep, to play you. Yep. they they mm-hmm. they couldn't wait to play you they couldn't wait to, to lose and play you so uh i think there's a pride factor there in chicago is um you know they've got some players on that team led by DeRozan, and that they've, they've got a lot to play for so they're not going to go down without a
3: fight um here's a question jimmy yeah do you feel good? Do you feel better about choosing this series and playing out the end of the year now that you've shown that you're the better team here, effectively through two games? It's been tough, but maybe there's some benefits to going through some of this turmoil early in the series and coming out on top as it looks like they might here. Rather than, I guess, people win my mentions tonight looking for an apology cam, saying, "Oh, Philly's going to blow through Toronto. You should have went and gotten them." Who knows how that goes? I know Scotty Barnes got hurt too, but. I guess it looked like Toronto ended up being the easier path. Is there any regret or do you feel good about choosing the Nets in the end?
1: Well listen, you're up two against the Nets and you have and you have a higher seed. So in that sense, you have to feel good about that. Now, I do think it would it is a harder matchup. So if if you go six against the Nets, but every game is, you know, a war and you're down on the wire and you need to have these crazy comebacks and you're in a physical you know, matchup, then, yeah, that might take a lot out of you for that second rounder against the Bucks if, if the Bucks do get by the Bulls, which I, I still think they will. Um, the good news, or what you have to hope for, is that the Bucks just don't go 4-0 against Chicago because that's my biggest fear is that the Bucs would cruise with Chicago and you'd go six against Brooklyn, you'd get beat up, and then you'd play a Bucs team that's on you know 10 days rest and you know ready to go. So if you can avoid that situation, I'm okay with the Nets. I, I do think there is something to be said about being tested um, early on in the playoffs against a, a team like the Nets that many thought um, were better than the Celtics or, you know, were favored really to start that series. I know it flipped very quickly, but there was a lot of people who thought the Bucks, the, the Nets were a good pick uh, to upset. And they aren't, they aren't a typical seven seed. I think we can all agree. Even if the Celtics do beat the Nets, the Nets are not a typical seven seed and they, they are um, an extremely tough, tough out, regardless of ever, if it's a four five, six game series the Nets are still a tough team for the Celtics to to compete against for for an entire stretch. But um, yeah, I mean, if they, if they, if they win four or five games, yeah, I mean, I'll admit that I I was wrong about it. I had Celtics in seven. So of course I I thought it would be a closer if, if in fact it ends up that way, but I'm not thinking that far ahead. I I need to see the Celtics win on the road before I start thinking about, you know, five games and all this stuff.
3: Yeah. It it is hard to take out an individual game with how close this has been and say it has any, outstanding impact beyond just one game and that's how the Celtics are looking at it of course which I think is smart. They've been very focused in this series on a play-to-play quarter-to-quarter basis and even Mm -hmm. game-to-game certainly. Uh, I don't think they're getting caught up in any of this which is great. They've certainly seemed to be the more focused team in this series. Kyrie kind of a I say antic free night but there was some Oh,
1: we lose him again? There was some what? Can't hear you. Can't hear you. We can't can you hear him, Sherrod? Sure.
2: No, I couldn't hear him at all.
1: All right, Bobby's gone. It's, it's back to the two man. It's back to the two man game. Me and Sherrod. Just how we started. Uh, wait. Still can't hear you, Bobby. Still can't hear you.
2: Just heard him a second uh, ago. Then he went out.
1: And the technical difficulties tonight at the T D garden, folks. But um that's this is this is live uh this is the beauty of, of, of doing the show live. We'll do it live, as they say. So um, that's a good stat there 40 and one. The Celtics are 40 and one when leading a playoff series two games to zero. I think that's mm-hmm. the stat. Unless I butchered that. Um, yeah, 40 and one. And the one loss is to the LeBron James led Cavaliers. Uh, sorry, not Cavaliers, uh, Heat in 2018. We all remember that. So, um, mm. that is uh, the history of the Celtics. So it has been done. And listen, if the Nets, if the Nets win Game Three, is anyone is anyone sitting here stunned besides Bobby Mannion? Because I certainly wouldn't be stunned. I, I know what the Nets are capable of, and you know, you give them, you give them a couple of days to to look at the. I wouldn't be stunned. And get their minds right and get their, you know, and 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 if Steve Nash and his coaching staff. Have any you know reason to be in the NBA at all? Then they they <laughs> have
3: to
1: do something to get Durant easier looks or to get you know to get him away from the constant physicality. I read a quote actually on on um, Twitter right here. Durant uh, playing two or th- this is Durant talking about the Celtics. They're playing two or three guys on me sometimes when I'm off the ball mucking up actions. I see Horford leaving his man and coming over to hit me sometimes. There's two or three guys hitting me wherever I go. Nature of the beast in the playoffs. So it's pretty apparent that, you know, the Celtics' plan is to make it as difficult and uncomfortable and physical for Kevin Durant as possible. Just throw him off yeah. his game, throw his timing off. Time, you know, time, you know, it's almost like in the NFL.
3: 20 free throws. They don't care. They're going to send him there if they have the quarterback
1: to. crushes the dude at the line of scrimmage, throws the timing all off of off the offense's uh sets. You know, if that's what the Celtics find is, um, you know working for them then they're going to they're going to they're going to do everything they can to slow him up and slow that game down for them.
3: It's a tricky oh, game. Play. If you're going to foul as much as you do here, you got to hope that it doesn't throw off your rotations at all and they've come dangerously close to that over the last two games here. They each of their bigs fouled two times in the first quarter of game 1. Horford followed out about midway through the fourth here, but yeah. the Celtics were hitting shots at such a high level at that point that they created enough separation for it not to matter. Uh, so it's a fine line there. This series has been officiated very tightly. But it's been even, and Ime even said that. You know, both sides are frustrated with it, but they're both working through it. And I feel like the free throws, the fouls, it's all been even across the board. You're getting some touch fouls on Brooklyn. Durant was in foul trouble himself. So that needs to stay the case for the Celtics to be able to play the brand of defense that they want here. Unfortunately, I think Ime does a good job of, uh, you know, not complaining with the refs, but just kind of saying... Whatever you're going to call here, keep it even and let us find where the line is. And Grant even talked about it loosening up into the fourth quarter in game one. I felt similar about this game as well. Uh, So the Celtics just stayed the course, dealt with those fouls where they got them, didn't complain too much, but overall set the tone physically on the defensive side of the court. And you see it like Sherrod. Durant goes into the post. He's getting banged around. He's Mm -hmm. they're going low on him, trying to bat that ball out. Horford's ripping for the ball every single time. They're being insanely aggressive, and it's working. And I think it should be.
0: They do it in transition too, right? Like the way the way Al stripped them. Oh, that foul on
3: Claxton was a great play by Smart. Well, yeah, that too. But I just mean in general,
0: like the way they've been guarding Durant because he likes to. That's the way he rolls, especially in open spaces and in transition, and and the Celtics have just been tough with him, even even in that aspect. You know, that's been huge.
1: Um. So Celtics so go up 2-0, 107 win in game two in Boston. Game three is Saturday night, seven thirty in Brooklyn. Uh, guys, we've been going for a while now. Hour fifty. Want to thank everybody who's been hanging on. I think
3: i hope you guys brown. talked about brown <laughs>
1: yeah we, we've talked about oh, brown, yeah we did talked about brown a couple of times bobby and I, I want to give everybody uh, their final thoughts obviously so bobby feel free to take that one but um, before we do i just want to say um our show the garden report is brought to you by com.com that's com.com slash garden for 40 percent off a premium subscription and everybody on this show uses it and loves it um so thank you to Com and guys be sure to check it out Um, We can be found, um, CLNS Media on YouTube. A lot of people are watching on our main account. We have a Celtics account as well that is just Celtics content. We also have a Patriots account with the NFL draft coming up. That's a great place. Um, Evan Lazar is um, holding it down over there. And we just started a new Patriots podcast. I think it's called Interference, the Interference podcast, or something along those lines. Um, Andrew Callahan. I, I could be, I hopefully I'm not. Yeah, Pat's Interference is what it's called. Um, great podcast. A lot of great guests on the first episode. I know Tom Curran um, is on that one. Um, my guy, Sherrod's guy, Tom Curran, um, former teammate of ours at CSN New England, now NBC Boston. And there's a couple other guests. So check out the Pats. Um, Bruins are heating up as well. Playoffs are coming up. So a lot of good things going on. And we have you covered um, for all of the happenings going around the Boston sports scene. Um, it's going to be fun the next couple of days leading up to game three. And I think all three of you guys are going to Brooklyn. Is that accurate?
3: Yeah, that is.
1: Wow. So I'm literally, and I think John's even going to Brooklyn. I might be wrong, but there's a, you could be. Drive
3: going. down, Jimmy. It's I easy. I might be
1: the only one <laughs> holding it down here in Boston. You know what? I might have to do a watch Drive party. Drive it down. Might, it's easy. I might pick a bar in Boston and do like three quarters of a watch party and then book it back to my place. just so I don't feel so left out by myself, but. All that being said. It's not um, like we're all
0: carpooling in. I hear yeah, what you're saying. Well,
1: No, Sherrod, aren't you, aren't you driving Bob, Bobby and Joe's way down, dude? Sure <laughs> do
2: that? uh, that'd be hell no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, Sherrod's thing. Sherrod thing. he does his own thing. He does his own thing. Let's go around the horn here. Closing thoughts on uh this win. And um we'll start with Sherrod, the, the, uh, the man of the show here. What you got, man? Good
2: win. Good win. Good team win. Lots of guys stepped up to handle their business. Brooklyn's in a bit of a pickle, and uh, I just don't see them finding their way out of this one. Um, the Celtics have kind of exposed them. That's the beautiful thing about the playoffs; it exposes you, your good and the not so good. And it's pretty clear that Brooklyn, uh, they've got some work to do uh, because the Celtics have not played anywhere close to I think their best basketball, and yet they're they've got a nice commanding two zip lead. So there you go. I, 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 I yeah, you I
1: mean. Swain, if, if you're got. the
0: Celtics, man, you got you to gotta just take this focus on the road and, and, and just try to take one because, again, the, the way the body language was from Brooklyn when they looked up and saw it was a seven-point game and, you know, it seemed like every time they put the ball on the floor, there was someone in front of them or two guys in front of them. It was just like, all right, you know, this is it. Like, trying to get to the free throw. Like You know, like I just think if the Celtics were able to, to win game three, like, you could really just completely, as Sherrod say, just snatch their soul. Like You know, they start thinking, ah, do we really want to fly back to Boston? You know, do we Do we even have a chance to come back in this series? Like, I, I'm not saying that they'll just out of, flat out they quit. They could
3: just sway. That's always been there.
0: I don't know if they'll flat out quit, but you'll put them on the verge of doing that. And you give them a, a solid first half in that game four, who knows what would happen. It would be far from my <laughs> prediction. I would be surprised if that – if that were to happen, uh, if you ask me, one of those games—I don't know if it's Game Three—but one of those games, if I had to guess, pro- maybe probably Brooklyn wins that. But I—I really again, I see the Nets coming back here in Boston, but I don't know if I can stick with my prediction in six. Maybe they get it done in five. You know, we'll see. But. Um, yeah, I just more of the same from the Celtics defensively. Um, continue to incorporate guys like Grant Williams and Peyton Pritchard, make them feel a part of this thing, and I think they they're starting to feel that after Game Two, so that's huge. Um, you know, and, and Derek White, I'm not worried about. You know, I, I think he'll 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 give you one of those 16, 17 point performances. I think on the road, one of one of these games in Game Three or Four, so you have that to look forward to. But um, yeah, if you're the Celtics, man, you're feeling really good about yourself right now. Um, you, you really got the, uh, the the Nets in their head and trying to figure out what they're going to do. I mean, when you got Kyrie talking about oh their head coach has the keys to our success. It's just like, whoa, whoa, like where's your confidence? <laughs> I love that. Where's your confidence? That's
1: favorite superstar? story to come out of post game right now. Like where's you your confidence,
0: superstar? I mean, look, this could be the passing of the torch. This could be just the maturation of the of the Celtics. However you want to word it, however the narrative uh, you feel like fits best. I mean, this is this is it. So we have to go and sort of finish things off, but also keep that same strength in brooklyn and and, uh see if they can finish this thing off either over there or in game five here in boston
3: quick on tatum brilliant job passing out these double teams the first two games the celtics wouldn't survive games where he started as poorly as he did in these first quarters but he was just passing so well that they were staying close off his facilitating which unimaginable a year ago brown though we, we fail to mention him enough on this show. We know how that rolls. <laughs> he, he snatched this game from Brooklyn. I mean, this was a team win, certainly. But he made sure it happened early in the fourth with that stretch. After such a brutal third, turned the ball over, out of sorts, uh, mistakes, a big laps leaving Curry open from three, all over the place. may even saw the game just moving too fast for him. And then he slowed it down, hit shots was methodical with the ball at the start of the fourth and again being that finisher that's his sweet spot not dribbling around too much not trying to create from the perimeter catching and shooting finishing around the basket all sweet spots for him and he just blew them through the finish line the early fourth there you know you're down 17 and then you end up up nine there 10 straight points to start the fourth that he's had a lot of stretches in TD Garden where he's just hitting shots in succession and the, the roof blows off the place. This had to be his best one yet. Uh, this was just a ginormous performance after playing so poorly. We would have opened the show talking about how poorly Brown played if they lost and it being on him. He flipped that and he was the biggest reason they won, I thought.
1: Yeah, we, we and and we did make sure that we Sherrod will back me up on this. We did make sure we gave Jalen his dues tonight. There you go. And, and, and I don't think we gave him enough yeah. dues after by game. the way.
3: John called him the fifth most important Celtic. No, he didn't say that. He, is, he, no, no. he did not say that. He got no. his words. Twisted. He put let me count him out Tatum, <laughs> Rob was number two, Smart was up there, and then he mentioned Horford. Yeah, so it, I
1: think he said <laughs> you could argue. I think you can argue depending on the series. Certain players have different levels of importance. I think we can all agree Horford is important in this series due to the. Browns roster. number two.
3: He's number two on this team.
1: You can't put importance. Rob. In, he's not putting Rob and Horford up there. He's saying that because Rob's out, Horford kind of vaults up there importance-wise because without Horford, it's just Horford and Tyson. Yeah, right but it, it
3: doesn't matter. Browns number two. It, yeah,
1: no, I, I think at yeah. the end of the day, I think we all we all can agree that. That Brown's importance.
3: Um, you can replace him. No one can do this right. if he you goes out. Grant,
1: the, you wouldn't even be in the position you're in today if Brown yeah. wasn't you know, out there. And, and you know,
3: know, listen, I don't want to say like, oh, Rob doesn't matter, but they've handled that well. They've shown that they have the pieces to persevere through that. They're gonna need him next round if they get there, but they've sustained well on but their top ten offense and top ten defense still without him now. You know, yep. going on three weeks, so. I think Brown's really cemented himself here as that number two guy. Even though I think we all talked, you know, pretty extensively about how Rob could be in that conversation, uh, Brown's a guy you couldn't replace. What are you going to go to Neesmith? So, I just want to get in on that. Yeah. Sorry, and, Neesmith. And, and, that was kind of a shot, but way yeah. To dig uh, Neesmith. Yeah,
1: just a ri- <laughs> unbelievable ricochet, ricochet shot at Neesmith in the yeah. final, final minute. I'm yet. here
3: for it, though. I'm here.
0: Yeah.
1: for Yeah. Um, Motivation. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll finish by saying. um, I just, I just love the, the fight out of this team. I can't believe this is the same team that, that we saw, um, you know, to start this season in really a
3: couple. It's months unreal. Ago.
1: It's baffling to me. I can't explain it. I won't even try to. I'm just going to enjoy it um, tonight. Um, I just saw a team that, they're just kind of like fighting like dogs out there right now. They have a swagger and intensity about them. I think led by Tatum and Brown, that the, uh, the rest of the team has, 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 you know, bought into as well. Really, I should say led by Ime. I think they, we can all agree that it started with Ime at the top, but. But Tatum and Brown put it out there on the court, and, and the rest of the team responded. So credit to the Celtics right now—they're—they're—they're they're, they're playing a more complete brand of basketball and showing the Nets really, you know, how to play a—you a, know—both sides of the ball and, and play hard from start to finish. So um, that's my final thought. I will also say that I failed to mention our Discord, CLNS Celtics Discord is where it's at. Um, we got two days off here before the next game, so. Um, if you are watching the show and you're a Celtics fan, um, you're going to want to check out our discord, celticsmediacom slash discord. It's all Celtics fans. The only way you can join the discord is by going to that link and, 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 you know, signing up and, uh, it's, it's a, it's a fun time. You, people are on it during the game. People are on it before, after the games. Um, there's a, a lot of fun, uh, chatter back and forth in there. So check out the discord and, um, other than that, we will uh, catch you guys Saturday night. Little Saturday night game. People might be, uh, maybe a little lubed up. A couple of beers. Maybe they're uh, you know, having a good time out there. But um, I will say this. Final thought: While we might think, or some of us here might think, it's over. Bobby, who who just bailed on us here, Vegas has Nets, out. and Joe Sway's falling right. apart. And Everyone right.
0: from Discord, stop talking. All right, You're vibrating my phone. Go ahead. <laughs>
1: Um, Vegas has the Nets as three and a half point favorites going into Saturday night's game. So it's far from over um, from at least the national perspective. So expect um, a fun one Saturday night.